What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema. This is episode 269, where nice. our motto is... Yeah, thank you for that, Roger. I appreciate that. I, I, I anticipate that every time. I say it the episode number quite a few times, so I, I expect you to comment every time. Our motto on the show is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 269, broken up into two parts. A nice. and B. 269A. Nice. <laughs> Posting on 315 will be a discussion on The Batman and 269B. Nice. There you go. Posting on 318 will be a discussion on the Princess Diana film Spencer with Kristen Stewart. By the way, if any of you listened to the very end of our show last week, we didn't plan this, the Twilight thing, but it worked out very well. Roger's the one that pointed that out last week. Wrong, but all right. Chris pointed it out. Oh, Chris pointed it out. Congrats, Rog. Apparently, I didn't (laughs) do it either. All right. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell, and joining me as he does every week is my co-host, Roger, the Batman, Stillian, and our lovely permanent guest, so bad. Wow. And our lovely <laughs> permanent no guest, Chris, the Penguin, Bon. All right, I'll take the Penguin. I thought it would be some weird person from Spencer. No, 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 no. I, the Batman, I, I couldn't not take both names from the Batman this time. All right, gentlemen, how are we this week? What's going on? <laughs> What's going on, guys? What, what, what is happening this week in the lives of Chris and Roger? Chris went on vacation, like a Ooh. mini vacation. Went on a trip with the wife. We went to uh, Sugar Creek Amish country in our area. It was very nice. I had a very nice weekend. Okay, good time. Yes. Yeah, it was actually very, very good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Buddy. Yeah. I, only because my wife listens, I'm going to say this. I expected it to be horrible, and I wanted, I was going to hate it. But it's yeah, cooler than it, okay. you think it is, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's well, Amish country or a weekend with your wife? Yes. <laughs> Bad joke, bad joke. <laughs> nah, it was fine. That nah, was good. Okay, fair enough. Fair now, enough. the thing is with Amish country, it's like, it sounds, it has all the makings of something that should be awful. Yeah. And it's really not. It's not. There's good food everywhere. It is expensive as shit, though. Yeah, it wasn't cheap, but I, I expected to spend money. Really? I would have not expected. You get like a $12 pie to take home. No. The buy you should have. <laughs> I, I, I would not <laughs> expect. Opportunity. I would not expect that weekend to be an expensive one. Oh, all I mean, that stuff is overpriced. Well, I mean, yeah. you're paying for it though. Yeah, so. I mean, I mean, lodging alone was was a good chunk, and then just all the different wines, all the food we bought while we were there because we didn't want to go out to eat. We only wanted to eat like one or two. Uh, we only wanted to eat like one actual time out there. We bought food to cook where we were at, stay in for a day. It was nice. Did you buy any artisanal cheeses? I did. We we came home with a lot of cheese. Actually, Ooh, That's the main thing we came good home move. with. Dude, awesome. art, che- artisanal hey, cheeses are so good. Listen, blueberry cheddar might be the most amazing thing I've ever experienced. Blueberry cheddar. Yeah, it's really it's a problem. Interesting. Yep. Along with that bourbon, cool. that bourbon wine, oh, that bourbon, bourbon wine, wine and blueberry cheddar, and my yep. body's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, did you want? Are you comfortable saying where you went for the weekend? Or like, was it in Pennsylvania, Ohio, or was it? it was oh, Ohio. It's Ohio. Yeah. yeah sure, okay. Sure. Sugar Creek is like the area, the large area, of Millersville country there. Because I know that just outside of you know maybe like twenty or thirty minutes outside of Pittsburgh, there's a pretty large Amish community as well, depending yeah. on how you drive. But yeah, there's a lot, a lot of Amish communities in the Ohio Valley area, which I still think is pretty cool. Which people that aren't from Ohio that are listening, they're they're not surprised by that fact, most likely. <laughs> well, no, so, I mean, right. no, I mean, I, I I would expect that. I just thought it was going to be a Pennsylvania trip for you this weekend, but I'm glad you were able to have a nice relaxing week. Or Roger, what about you? Uh, normal week for me. Yeah, nothing, nothing super exciting. Do the no. new homestead doing good? Homestead is good. We are settled in. I am in full on clean up the old place, fix patch repair. Good prep for sale. Yeah, so, get it. Yeah, how I was uh how how was Buttons making the transition? Buttons is good. She uh, 
You know, I just made the comment that we've been there for like three weeks. That's a weird thing to call your wife. Yeah, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> um, that I had, and I hadn't had any problems, and I woke up the next morning with a pile of vomit from a cat Perfect. on my floor, and I was like, "Yeah, things are back to normal here." Who's that? Oh no, me. Oh. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, look, the cat could pee. Pee's worse than vomit because pee. Oh, yeah, cat pee. Whatever. You you can't get rid of that 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 acidic. Terrible smell. But yeah, the, the next week of my life will involve uh, professional cleaning of my old home. There we go. Which is there weird because, like, we vacuum the carpet and everything looks fine. Then you move the furniture and then vacuum again. And you're just like, Jesus, how bad is this fucking carpet? <laughs> Whoa. Carpet can hold thousands just, of pounds of dirt. Just disgusting amounts of things in it. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, well, I mean, good. You're gonna. Do you have any prospective buyers, or has it gone on the market yet? That hasn't gone on the market. It won't go until uh, I expect it in like two weeks to hit the market for the first time. So, oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I bet it's sold less than a month. Yeah, being in shady side. Probably. Yes, sir. Good area. Mm-hmm. Christian mm. will buy a house. <laughs> maybe. Ooh, maybe I like that. Okay, you, you can store all your blueberry cheeses there and artisanal cheeses. Blueberry cheddar. Blueberry, that sounds so good. Oh it God. is actually. I thought it was going to be vile, but it was amazing. I tell you what, I eat though is in the fridge they have at the at the the kitchen of the film I'm working on. They have the those baby bell cheeses that come in those red like those are good. wax seals. Those are good. The wax seals are good too. You mean those yeah. single bites of cheese? Yeah. <laughs> and no, it's more than a bite, but it's it's are very they? good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not if you try hard enough. <laughs> No, it's okay. I mean, I have that and peanut butter toast every morning, but it's, it's. I mean, I, I like have baby bell cheese and peanut butter toast every morning. What are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, shut up. All right. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. A little I mean, walk it down with a chocolate milk. <laughs> chalky milk. Chalky milk. Well, chalky milk. We, they do have YouTube, YouTube in the fridge all the time. Oh, YouTube is YouTube's gross. Is, yeah, I've never been, a, been the YouTube It is guy. just legitimately chocolate water. <laughs> Ugh, it's gross. It is. I mean, I don't mind it. I, I don't drink it very often, but I have one like one a week. Working out. You ever you ever like use protein powder? Of course. Do you ever have to mix it with with water? Like you have like the chocolate just with water. That's what that tastes like, and it's uh, terrible. Actually, it depends on what kind of protein you get. Most of the protein that I get, I only ever mix with water because yeah. I don't keep milk usually okay, ever. Okay. I so, um, I've gotten used to that, mm-hmm. but. I've never had it taste like you because I probably wouldn't it's, use that anymore. It's so. just it's just that consistent. It's like this thin and. Oh, you got to get a better out. shaker. Oh. <laughs> you, got, you guys remember quick? Yes, yeah, of course. That's do, still yeah. a real thing. No, I I understand, but I I that actually isn't terrible if you mix it with milk and maybe like heat it up. It's actually really not terrible. It's I mean, that's just legitimately chocolate milk. So yeah, say chocolate milk is good. Cold yeah, and warm. What chocolate milk is good? Oh. Well, I watched a couple of movies this week. Groundbreaking. <laughs> What'd you watch? Um, I, I watched several. I, I didn't write the, all of them down. I keep forgetting to write them down. But as I'm working, I always listen to American History X is on my normal because, like, that's just a movie I know. With Fun the family film. The, Fun yeah, family yeah. on the past the time. Easy to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, one I hadn't listened to, I haven't watched in a while, A, a Beautiful Mind. Ah, quality flick. And that's a very different one. I'm just listening to it instead of, I mean, that's Russell Crowe, man. When, when, he, when he was on his A game in the early 2000s, Russell Crowe was, I think, the best actor in Hollywood for like two. You telling years. me Unhinged wasn't the best performance <laughs> Russell Crowe's ever given? I, dude, oh. I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand You're behind. Find out. <laughs> I'm gonna stand. Oh yeah, that was the, that was the, <laughs> that was the phrase, wasn't it? Like, you're, you're about to have the, the a bad day. A bad yeah. fucking day. <laughs> That's. I still think that Fat Russell Crowe and Unhinged was actually kind of a brilliant move for him. 
So I mean, I'm I'm really happy that, that movie did well. Did well. I, I mean, it did do well. I, I always want to make the John Goodman joke whenever we talk about Chubby Russell Crowe. Mm. Wait, that was the first thing back in theaters, wasn't it? Wrong? Like the very one first of them, yeah, one. yeah. Before the second break wave of it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just remember that was pretty pretty early. They, they remember they kept pushing it back. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, all right, come in this day. And then the next week, be like, all right, reset to this mind. day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned uh, that movie that you just said last week, American History X. And yeah, I wanted yeah. to say something last week. I forgot to. I've never seen that. I've never seen the unedited, un TV edited version of that movie. I've only seen that movie on television. Oh, really? Now that I think about it, yeah. Mm. I've never there's a seen lot of your... there's a lot of boop on the TV. I, there's a lot of that, and I'm and I'm sure I think they cut a few scenes out of it. Well, too, they, they don't do the curb stomp for scene. not fully. No. I mean, like they, yeah, they, they. I know that they show what's going to happen, and they cut away. Yeah. But yeah, I actually haven't seen the. Put it on. Watch it with either. the kids. See what they think. <laughs> nice family movie night. Yeah, gather around and be like, guys, we're watching movie night. They're gonna be like, oh, watch it turning red again. You're like, no, guys, watch American History X. <laughs> movie it'll make you smarter there we go yeah yeah well first of all american history x is a very well written movie it it's is. a very good movie very appropriate for your kids yeah <laughs> extremely appropriate. this um, is an from roger stillian i didn't say we're watching it with my kids your kids sure whatever <laughs> you do whatever you want i did listen to i did watch um why consumed i guess you start saying consumed um a time to kill you remember that one with old matthew mcconaughey and uh and samuel jackson yeah um that's how old is that like like, 10, nine, like 97 or something yeah something like that yeah 20 plus years ago Jeez. now yes they deserve to die i hope they burn in hell that was the, that was the tv spot for like a couple of months remember how big that movie was um you know what also movie i watched it because it's on netflix and you said so we, we talked about it last week the week before with mark Wahlberg is shooter actually not a it's a not a terrible movie. okay yeah it's okay it's got some good moments in it uh that was one of his early like first like Mark Wahlberg roles. Cause I mean, even in like, uh, what was the one with the cars? Like it was a big, Oh, the mini Cooper. What was that one? The, the Italian the job the happening. Yeah. Yes. The happening. The, the Italian job was like, he's still, he was still like a new actor. And then that, but he wasn't he was quite the, Mark he was, Wahlberg. He was in yet. the Italian job. Yes. Oh, I, I have no recollection of him being in that movie. Yeah. He's I just, him and him, Charlie Theron and um, Edward Norton. No, I, I knew Charlize and Edward Norton were in it. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't like there was a lot of other people too. Jason, that was like Jason Statham. Yeah. Before like Jason Statham was Jason Statham. But that was also, but yeah, no, I watched a couple. Last of the Mohicans. And also, oh, what Women Want with Mel Gibson. I, that was a, it was a very easy one to listen to though, because it's just, it's very straightforward. Boo. Why, why, why boo? The movie stinks. All right, whatever. Fine. You, 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 you stink. You stink. All right, gentlemen, let's move into. I don't know why you gotta be mean. I mean, Damn. you're mean to my movie. All right. That this movie is... stinks. Fair. No, fair noted. All right. This is episode 269. Nice. Of For Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. was posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean. We're sending tributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office current and upcoming releases. What's streaming trailers and movies of the week? Without further ado, and as tradition dictates, the box office gentlemen you'll be happy to know the batman bringing in an additional 66 million this weekend bringing its worldwide total to 463 million that's not bad not Good. bad at all um the domestic is 238 international being 224 that's pretty close good that's you know i'm very happy about that i don't even know if it's open in all the territories yet i know where it didn't open yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably ukraine too 
Yeah, I'm sure it didn't open there either. <laughs> Most of old Eastern Bloc Europe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're laughing at that, but it's probably not a laughing matter. But anyway, so yeah, there's... first off, you were laughing at that. So I, I, I did, but we're going to talk about that one today. I think we're all going to be fairly, uh, fairly happy with that one. Uncharted number two, nine point three million, bringing its worldwide to three hundred and one. Did you think Uncharted was going to break three hundred million dollars? Listen, as much as mediocre as that movie, you know, you know, like landed. I'm glad it made a lot of money because that means that we're gonna we're gonna get more and it's gonna open some doors hopefully. So I'm I'm okay with that. We want that movie to be good. Well, the domestic is one hundred money. Yeah, exactly. Successful. I yeah. want them to be better. Yes. The the I'm domestic on that bad, one, but it could have been better. Mm-hmm. The domestic on that one is one hundred and thirteen, and the international is one eighty seven. Yeah. Good. So that's it shows you. I thought that was gonna be way more of an American audience, but big in Asia. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad that movie's doing doing good, doing well. Number three. I, BTS permission to dance on stage. So yeah, live Dang viewing. Baby, six point eight million bringing in a worldwide of thirty two point six million. I would like oh. you to note that I have so I have a BTS thing for emote for my Fortnite guy. Do you really? It's awesome. He puts little sparkles on his fingers. It's awesome. Yeah. Hey, the phone's ringing. The phone is ringing. <laughs> answer it on the show. Do it. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not going to answer that. Do it live. No. Do it live. All right, number, number number four, dog. Five point is still ringing down. God, it's always a problem somewhere. I can't ever just get somewhere silent. All right, do, oh my gosh, phone's <laughs> ringing off the hook. Oh I think gosh. you should answer it. It's not ringing on my thing anymore. Do you think family. it's? Do you hold on? Do you think it's Shazam calling? I don't think it's. You mean Zachary Levy? No, yeah. I don't think it's Zachary Levy calling. That's bullshit. He has no reason to call this office. All right, number 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 four, dog. Five point three million. Bringing a worldwide of 54. That's actually not terrible. I'm glad that movie's doing well, too. It has a pretty small budget, so I'm glad it's making good money now. Spider-Man, No Way Home, number still in the top five, you know, 500 weeks later. 4.1 million worldwide of 1.876 billion. It's still made $4 million. I know. It's so, still doing funny money. thing about Spider-Man, not funny, I guess, is... It's begun to hit the torrent sites. Ah, all right. Not in the 4K cut or anything, but there is a regular Blu-ray quality 1080 cut there. So somebody pulled up and busted into the, uh, I'm assuming the Disney stream stuff and <laughs> pirated a copy. This, this is this has been the tor- the torrent corner with Roger Stillman. Hey, I'll torrent. keep it. What torrent else you want to know about? <laughs> Hypothetically, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Hypothetically, of course. All right. That was your top five. I I don't think there's any real shakeups there. No. Or or even if it matters. But there they are. Let's look at upcoming releases. Nothing really changes for this week. Um, this this past this past Friday, March eleventh, Pixar's Turning Red came out on Disney Plus. This coming Friday, we have Uma comes out. U-M-M-A, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but comes out Friday, and a ton of stuff comes out. Deep Water, ooh, Deep Water on Hulu. We're, we're, we're looking at that trailer today. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get to that. Uh, March 25th, which is Friday, is Lost, The Lost City with Sandra Bullock, um, Daniel Radcliffe, Chang Tatum, and The Weatherman's son, Brad Pitt. April 1st, Friday, which is The Contractor and Morbius. April 8th. Ambulance, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. April 13th, which is a Wednesday, is Father Stew. April 15th, Friday, Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore. 
April 22nd, which is a Friday, is The Bad Guys, The North Man, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And that ends out April. So that's good. April is much busier than March was, thank goodness. Because March was not busy at all. <laughs> at all. We got the Oscars to talk about, so that's fine. Do indeed. Does it just mean that get later every year? No, nah, it's pretty much. About- it used to be. I thought it used to be in February when I, when we were younger, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Spider Man No Way Home is top six for all time box office. Jeez. Yeah. Wait, what are the top five then? Top five is Avatar, uh, Avengers Endgame, which is right behind it. So if it ever gets re released, it might actually pass it. Excuse me. When it gets re released. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Titanic is third. Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens is fourth. Avengers Infinity War is fifth. Well, that makes me sad because a re-release of Avengers, what which one was it? The the Endgame is the Endgame. It's almost there. A re-release of Endgame is going to make way more money than a re-release of Avatar. So that makes me it's 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 less than a hundred million away from beating it. Oh, that's that's a big number. You can you can rest assured Avatar is going to get re-released in theaters before the second Avatar. If if is there going to be a second (laughs) Avatar release in theaters? I, look, I know there'll be more Marvel, more Marvel movies. That's true. That's very true. That was tough. I wonder if one day that like a theater will do like the catch up before like a another, another huge like benchmark Avengers, film. Avengers five. Yeah, I wonder if they'll do like a all like we have you have like a month to watch all like thirty whatever movies. I guess that would be a cool thing to do if whenever they get to thirty movies, which actually shouldn't be that far off. They gotta be. Well, I mean, what if they did it in their order? You know, their release order. Yeah. Like, hey, starting this day, Iron Man one, Play seven that, o'clock. Yeah. The next day, you know, Thor. The next day, boom, 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 all the way through. That'd be neat. There's no adult working. There's no working adult in the United States who actually watch all those. Though. Well, here's the thing: you would if you were really trying to watch them all. You I definitely could. You wouldn't do it that way though. You just do it through Disney Plus. Yeah. But I mean, imagine your movie theater had it going for like five bucks on yeah, the biggest sure. screen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, I would listen. I wouldn't go 30 consecutive days. But... I, there, there's a couple I'd go see. Well, though. yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Like, listen, you think I wouldn't go see Thor Ragnarok in theater again? Yeah, that I, movie's awesome. I watched Winter Soldier again. Hell yeah, Thor. you would. Yeah. <laughs> Cap 2, yeah, that's a good Yeah, no, I would definitely. Well, I, I, would try to, I would try to do the whole gamut. Actually, I would probably honestly go see the original Iron Man on the big screen again. Because I remember watching it in the theater the first time and I was like, whoa. That's the one that started it, started it all, too. 27 MCU movies. So that means Doctor Strange is 28. Yep. And isn't there something else? Two more things this year? I think so. Right? Isn't there a 4th of July? And... Oh, I'll look. So I'll we'll look. We know what's weird about that is um, the, weird, the weird thing about that is 2022, the DC keeps saying this is their year, 2022. You, you saw the trailers before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yep. in 2022 they got they got like six movies, which is which is very impressive. Yes. So July Thor and then Black Panther. Hmm. Wait, oh this this year is Thor yeah. Black Panther. I don't see those on those. I, I do Black, Black Panther. Panther. Thor is uh, July 8th and Black Panther is like Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Thor Love and Thunder. But I just posted a story to our social media. Thor, they they are they're having to do reshoots. I don't know if that's going to delay it, but I mean, it mm. it's, it could delay it. I don't think they'd want to move that off of that big no, time. No, absolutely yeah. weekend. Who do you who think do you moved think? who when it comes to Top Gun and Thor? Who do you think? Obviously, Thor won, so Marvel's got more money to throw around. But do you think Ridley Scott was happy about that? No, I mean, I I, I don't think he'd ever be happy about having to move your movie around. By the way, I can't wait. Could release it on streaming. 
I was gonna. I can't wait for Ridley Scott to do like a, a like a Q and A like he does for his movies, and people be like, "Oh, so when I watch your movie on my phone, and then just continue with their question." As <laughs> I pulled it up on my twenty-four inch monitor, <laughs> my, I watched it on my MacBook. How do you feel about this, Ridley? I hate you. <laughs> I was gonna go see your movie in theaters, but then I watched a Marvel movie instead, so I watched yours at home on the way home with my phone. And I illegally, <laughs> I illegally streamed your movie. I immediately, I illegally streamed your movie onto my phone while driving and drinking a beer too. <laughs> I gave it the indulgent viewing that it deserved. I felt. Oh, um, oh, and we can't forget about Spider-Man. I mean, that's not part of the MCU, but Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Although it may be part of the MCU now. I don't know. I don't know how Across they're playing the that game. Part one. That that's in October. Are they playing that game? What fire are they playing with? God, I mean, listen, oh, I, will, I will absolutely watch that as soon as I possibly can. Yeah. November Same. 11th is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. They should, um, I think they should have put Spider-Man on Christmas again. Uh, oh, you know, it's November 23rd. We haven't gotten into like the, the, the movies that are so far. I mean, just for a discussion, but Creed 3 is, no, is Thanksgiving weekend. Hell yes. I'm glad we're getting another one of those. That'll be uh, the last one, I bet. Oh, Avatar 2 is slated for December 16th. It's not a placeholder for 31st. Avatar Whoa. 2, December 16th. Holy shit. Roger, you're gonna eat a big <laughs> you're gonna eat a big piece of humble pie there, brother. How many trailers have we seen on that? Zero. Weird. We've also, seen like a teaser. It's right though, because you'd see a full trailer on 4th of July. Yeah. Oh, the Super Mario Brothers movie is December 21st. I bet that does more. I bet, oh, that does, I bet your Mario. I bet that makes more money Avatar. than Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna take that bet. Well, okay. Are we, are, we, are we talking? I think we already have a bet going with Mario. No, we, we do. I'm, I'm going to double down, but I'll, I'm going to take that bet with what's going to make more money, Avatar 2 or Mario. I'm going to say Avatar, but are we talking domestic or are we talking all together? Overall. Overall. Because ta- overall. Avatar's got the much bigger overall pull, I think. Hold on. You think Avatar is more recognizable than Super Mario? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying Worldwide? that. I, I'm not saying it's more recognizable, but... The ava the I think the 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 money made on Avatar internationally was was way more than the American market. Have you, so actually, actually, you are correct, but it wasn't way more, but it, it is okay. slightly more. Yeah, I mean, I'll take sure because the Avengers Endgame made uh, more domestic than Avatar did, but it wasn't by much either. Yeah, I'll, I'll you know what, just just for the sake of we'll, we'll work out our yeah, discussions. We'll discuss about terms. We'll go over all, right, all, right. all do bets here on on a episode coming up. All right, that's that's fair. We can you know what we can do is like. Once a mo- like once every Money. six months, we can look at like the six months ahead and just make bets on just silly things. Yeah, sure. Well, 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 no, no. I'm excited for Creed three. I love those first two movies. Those are so good. Creed's good. Yes. Oh man, I'm good. Good. First Creed's awesome. Yes, it is. Um, just some other notable ones. Since we're talking about it, I skipped over the Black Adam is October twenty one. Halloween ends is October fourteen. I don't think I just Why not saw, October twenty eighth. I, I have no idea. That, that doesn't mean. Oh, the Devil's Light is the twenty eighth, which I don't know what that is. But that sounds like shit. Um, <laughs> that's there's some other big ones too. Shazam, Fury of the Gods. That's December. God, this just. Wow, we get a Black Scott. Adam and a Shazam in the same in the same year. That's pretty big. Because also they're... that means they're going to be in. That means Black Adam's going to be in Shazam. You think so? Has to. Okay. No, it definitely has. I mean, the trailer that we saw and it says in 2022, DC heroes will reign or whatever that says. I mean, they look like they're... Shazam's not on that list, though. It was Batman, The Flash, Black Adam, I'm pretty sure Shazam and Aquaman. Yeah, that's true. I'm pretty sure Shazam... Well, Aquaman's nowhere, is nowhere near on... There's nowhere on this. At least the list we use for releases. 
Interesting, because yeah. he's that's definitely the four movies that are on that, that list. That was listed on that thing, on the trailer, yeah. Interesting. I know it's weird. It's like, I, I my my uh, answer has to be, I'm all those movies looking forward to Avatar, but I got, man, across Spider-Verse, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Yeah. Yes, sir. That movie, that first one was so strong. I mean, you you got to be like automatically excited for the next one, right? Like you have to be. Yeah, I am. God, that first movie. Movie's so ten. Good. Yeah, that it's movie. It's the I mean, perfect movie. Yeah, that movie is. It, it could be an eleven if there if we were given out elevens. I mean, All right, that's that's enough. Let's let's move on with the let's move on with the show, gentlemen. Shall we? Let's take a look at what's streaming this week. We're taking a look at HBO Max, and if you saw Batman this week, the Batman in theaters. Um, you can check out Batman Begins by director Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Ken Watanabe, Liam Neeson, Katie Holmes, Gary Oldman, Cillian Murphy, Tom Wilkinson, Morgan Freeman, 2005. Please also note that The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises, also directed by Christopher Nolan, are available to watch on the streaming service. Basically Again, as well. that you chose Batman Begins. Well, I was choosing the first one because we're, we're, we're talking about the Batman being the first one. And last mm-hmm. week I recommended Batman from 89, the first one. I'm doing all the first. Mm. Um, number two, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them by director David Yates. It's Eddie Redmayne, Catherine Waterston, Allison Sudol, Dan Fogler, Colin Farrell, Samantha Morton, Ezra Miller. 2016, also available on the streaming service of HBO Max is Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald, if you want to get caught up. That one's also directed by David Yates, 2018. Not nearly as good as the first one. I don't think so, but I mean, I think the second one's going to be the standout one that kind of people didn't like, but I have a feeling this next one's going to be stellar. Because they went went back to the drawing board and everything, and whenever that happens, I mean, I don't think they would listen to the fans, but they certainly looked at some of the things people were saying and kept kept it in mind. And number three, taking a little bit of a different turn, The Truman Show – by director Peter Weir, Good Jim movie. Carrey, Ed Harris, Laura Linney, Noah Emmerich, Natasha McKellen, Holland Taylor, 1998. That's one of my favorite movies. I think that's one of the better movies I've ever seen, to be honest. One of the more clever ones. I always liked Ed TV better. Yeah. The one with Matthew McConaughey yeah, where yeah, they just yeah, follow yeah. him around. Yeah, I, I, I mean Truman Show is a good movie. Don't yeah, get some me of wrong. the Truman Show just I, I really did I really did enjoy that movie. Well, I think the reason I enjoyed Ed TV is because like he was in real life, mm-hmm. and it was just some dude just like walking down the street with a film crew behind him. <laughs> <laughs> like, how annoying would that get? Oh, I mean, some people, these people. some people live that way on purpose, right? Yeah, yeah I mean it's now. I don't have good <laughs> memories of Ed TV, but I also haven't seen it probably since the '90s, so I, I just want to need to revisit. And check that one out. But to so wrap up is Batman Begins, Fantastic Beasts, Where to Find Them, and Truman Show. Uh, and their sequels for the first two all available on HBO streaming. HBO streaming has a very good lineup. They have all the Harry Potter films right now. They have all the Jurassic Parks. I mean, you could really get caught up if you needed to with a lot of these big, big uh, staples. Yeah, they got the whole backing of all Warner Media behind it. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very good – HBO Max is a very good streaming service. I think Netflix is still king, but HBO Max can't be too far behind it. With offerings given. And let's talk about some trailers, guys. Happy to talk about three of them this week. Let's talk about Panama with Mel Gibson and Cole Heiser. Oof. What do you guys think? Oof. This movie, I don't... Very, this movie just oozes B-movie. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. The trailer alone doesn't do a good job of selling it anything higher than that. Well, I think this movie gets made because of Mel Gibson. Sure. Yeah. I don't which... think it's made for anything. I mean, movie. I think it's cool they got the guy from Crank. Because yeah. Crank rules. <laughs> I don't so hold now for Crank Three. Same. I think you're gonna be holding out for a long time. I, 
I think Why? Mel, when he's on his A game, Mel is one of the best actors in Hollywood, even today. You think he's bringing his A game in Panama? <laughs> no, I don't. You think he's bringing? <laughs> you think he's bringing A game? A game. Yeah. <laughs> I think, and this might be an unpopular opinion, but if you watch the third Expendables film, there's there, there's a film when he's in the back of the van with uh, with Stallone's character and a couple of the other Expendables, and he's giving the soliloquy about you know Barney took off. And a lot of a lot of guys got dead fast. And he, I mean, without a doubt, like he's the best actor in the room. Every time, out of all these guys in Expendables, you know, even Harrison Ford, he's always the best actor on screen by a, by a factor of ten. It's never even close. And I always make note of that. It's the movies, the movie. I mean, the third Expendables movies wasn't great, but Mel made it, I think, a little better than it should have been. And I know a lot of people don't like Mel, and that's fine, but. You, I mean, you can't really deny that he's a hell of an actor. I mean, he sure. really is a hell of an actor. Um, I'm excited for Panama. I just want to see what old Mel can do. I mean, he's been in a few movies lately that we've seen. Uh, I still think Daddy's Home 2 is pretty hilarious. Not because of Mel, of course, but because, I mean, he's part of it. But, I mean, I just I, I just like the comeback. I, he was my favorite actor growing up, and I, he was in so much of my favorite movies that I just like, how is this guy not the biggest Hollywood star right now? Um, all right, Deep Water with Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas. Uh, yeah, that's a movie that got made. There's a specific community that's going to really enjoy this movie. I mean, is that the Gone Girl community? Because Gone Girl is incredible. No, it, it looks like somewhat of the similar stuff. No, I'm a, there's a more specific community, but I don't want to say weird <laughs> sex stuff. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> sure, I mean, fine. Uh, but I mean, I like. I mean, if you like Gone Girl, there's no reason, at least from the trailer, I don't think there's any reason you wouldn't also like Deep Water. And Gone Girl was pretty popular. People seem to think very highly of that one. So, I mean, I I don't imagine too many people like, oh, I didn't like Gone Girl, so I'm not going to like this. I think it's the opposite. I did like Gone Girl, so I am going to like this. I mean, it's it's a hell of a cast. It looks suspenseful. I'm, I'm, I'm all in, baby. I'm all in for this one. I don't yeah. have any idea what's going on. <laughs> I mean, the movie looks okay. It's it's not my style of movie, so we'll have to see. All right, but that comes out this week, actually on 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 Hulu. So if you guys are a little bored, check that one out. God, that'd be, that's soon. Uh, let's talk about. Okay, here's a big one. I think people were long overdue for is Kenobi. The, the oh. Star Wars. The it, it's very careful to say the limited series run on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? I mean, Ewan McGregor playing. Older, wiser, just lost Obi Wan Kenobi. So you know. I'm cool that Ewan McGregor is here, but why is everything shot on Tatooine, the planet that only that Luke Skywalker and everybody else wanted to get the hell off of? Like Disney's like, hey, you know, we'll do all the Mandalorian stuff here. We'll do all the Boba Fat stuff here. You know what, Kenobi, that same planet. <laughs> Good God. Go somewhere else. Maybe they got like a land contract for like to, to shoot at that area. In the middle of the desert? Probably. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, there's a handful of nickels. Hold on, hold on. Kenobi, the, the Tatooine makes sense. Of those three you just mentioned, Tatooine makes the most sense for Kenobi. I mean, that's where he. Well, hold on. Made. It makes at least some sense for Kenobi. All right, okay. I mean, but that's where he went to exile because of of the massive defeat. You know, he's one of the last surviving Jedi. I mean, sure, to, but you don't think he went anywhere else? I I thought he would have. If you ask yeah. me, from the end of Episode Three into into Episode Four and A New Hope, 
I would say if you asked me 10 years ago, I was like, no, Kenobi never left Tatooine at that point. But I mean, that was just me being a fanboy 10 years ago and like filling in my own gaps of knowledge. But I, I don't know where they're going to have him go. I mean, sure, they, they, they could have him all planned on this. We just only saw his Tatooine footage. You're both it doesn't, doesn't mean he's not going to be. You're both a bunch of nerds. Thank Quiet you. dork. <laughs> I just, see, you got to be careful here about what, see, that's why I don't like prequels for the most part is because you can make them as exciting as you want to make them. But if the movies don't reference it, what's the point? There is no point. See, I think, I think movie, I think prequels referencing their, like their movies that they're prequeling i think it's a i think it's a cheap shot actually i think i think if you were gonna make a prequel you ha- need to make a movie that can stand on its own without needing it's it's what came before it technically quote unquote whatever well okay I, well let's just take for a second let's talk about two movies that two movies in the star wars universe one's universally loved one's universally hated came out way later is when you know we'll talk about rogue one for a minute rogue right. one is filling in a small time gap rogue that we one. know of rogue one is Rogue yeah, One Rogue is awesome because of the last fifteen minutes of it. Otherwise, it's just a, it's just a plain. I think movie. Rogue One is. I think Rogue I One is. I think Rogue One is pretty close to Empire level, and like Empire is the best Star Wars has ever been. Empire and um, A New Hope four and five are the best Star Wars has ever made. So I, I think it's pretty close to those. I mean, but it's also filling in a very small specific time gap, and works well. Yeah. Then, then now let's talk about one universally hated for a second. Let's talk about Solo. Solo to me ruined the character of Han Solo. Well, Grayson, I know you loved Solo. Oh, <laughs> that's because Disney butchered the character on whoa, Solo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So I, this is before your time on the show. I I actually talked a length about Solo. So I don't think Disney butchered it. I think Disney killed Solo on purpose okay. because the guys that they had writing, they had Chris Lord and Steve Miller, uh, Lord Miller wrote it. Okay, the guys that have written everything else i've ever done has been fantastic they wrote this movie that was going to be cheeky fun han solo and there was like disney's like okay cool and then three quarters of the way through Disney's like no don't do that they took they fired them brought in somebody else and patchworked together this movie ron howard and, and it just didn't work yeah because they didn't let them do what they were doing yeah but they still butchered it did uh, they? Before. We never. Well, we'll never know what the film. We, we don't know what movie like. they had before they tore it to pieces and said, "No, we don't want that." Yeah. And somehow, Solo, the version that we got, is just an abysmal disaster. Well, but that's what I mean. I said Disney butchered it because if, if they made that call to pull those guys and then do something else, that's Disney butchering it. Yeah, right? so they went on to uh, you know make a small movie called Into the Spider Verse, and <laughs> <laughs> oh <Ooh>, man. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you feel dumb, Disney? Don't don't you feel dumb, Disney? Don't you feel dumb? I I think Disney has enough money where they don't care. Well, I I, I, I think I they do care the, though because that ruined a trilogy. What was going to be a trilogy? Okay. Well, I I wonder what the internal politics. Obviously, there's politics that we don't know because Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I mean, as far as the writing team, they're I mean, beloved. They're everything they've talked oh, yeah, about. They followed up Spider Verse with a small movie called you know the Lego Movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of it. It made a few bucks. <laughs> Wait, the, the the first Lego movie came way before um, Into the Spider Verse. Did it? The first way one. before. The second one didn't though. Right, but they didn't do the second one, did they? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't have it in front of me, but um, you know that's so. But so, I mean, Ron Howard got the credit for directing Soul, even though he he came in at the eleventh hour and fixed it. Well, I mean, sure, it was worse for before he got a hold of it, but I mean, so let's talk about so those two. Rogue One and, and Solo, I mean, they are what they are. We have them, and they're filling in time gaps. 
now we're filling in a time gap that like this is probably the most interesting time gap filled because Obi-Wan Kenobi is also one of those very interesting characters that we know a little bit about. We don't know a ton about. So, I mean, I'm look, I, of all the things we've gotten in the Star Wars Extended Universe, this is the one I'm most looking forward to. A, because Ewan McGregor. I mean, he does anything better than almost any, anyone else in that Star Wars Extended Universe. Sure. And, and B, it's because, I mean, I like broken people. And not only is he broken, but, I mean, him and Yoda are the, I mean, sole surviving Jedi from all the Jedi being killed. Regardless of how bad Episode 3 was, I mean, how silly it was, I mean, it's they are two or the last surviving Jedi. So, I mean, I just, I find it an interesting time gap to fill in. And I, I like even more how they're giving us a limited engagement series. Yeah. Do you think we're getting six or eight episodes? I'd say six. I'd say six, six to eight. Okay. But I, I, I bet you they're longer. I'll, I'll bet you they're a full, they're a full hour. I think we do multiple, of, well, I think we do a couple 45 and a couple hour, right? Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a safe bet. As, as safe bet as any. I don't know. I, I just, I hope they get to Grand Admiral Thrawn eventually because i think he's a very cool character that's in like a lot of the books and the novels. who who who's this thrawn yeah okay. big blue dude yeah big dude. <laughs> i don't know anything that's not in the Be quiet them. dork <laughs> <laughs> all right gentlemen we have arrived at the time to talk about a a, a little movie you may have heard it, it, it's made a few bucks this year called pretty quick today we didn't take a time at all <laughs> We've been talking for 37 minutes. I know. Oh, okay. I, I could not detect your sass. Thank you very much. <sighs> Let's talk about the Batman. The Bat. Man. Hold on. I have to get in there. Oh, we're doing hoods up. Yeah, that's why I didn't take my hood. My hood oh, okay, we're doing hoods up. Okay, Rotten yeah, Tomatoes. I this, I think, is interesting. Because <laughs> the Cornholio thing going on. I look over and Roger just has his shirt on, his, on top of his head. Oh, God. All right. I'll be doing the rest of this show shirtless. Thank you oh, very God. much. Okay, okay. let's look at Rotten Tomatoes. The tomato meter is 85%. Please the audience score? The audience score is 89%. So it's only okay. a 4% split. All right. And, and, and you know what? For a movie that's three hours long, I'm actually surprised that both of those scores are as high as they are. Because that, that turns a lot of people off to some films at times. So. Oh, it does. I mean, well, it's so, a bit see, of a commitment. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, well, I mean, especially with you know pandemic and people have you know it lives are busier than they've ever been in in America with what people got going America. on. America. Let's talk about some um, particulars for a second. Okay, this is directed by Matt Reeves, who I, I think is a very capable maker of a Batman movie. That much sure. I, I, I will say. Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, Zoe Kravitz, Selena Kyle, Paul Dano as the Riddler, Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon, John Turturro as Carmine Falcone, Peter Sarsgaard as um, Gil Colson, Andy Serkis, Alfred Pennyworth. And for those of you who watched the movie and didn't look at who was the Penguin, Colin Farrell is damn near unrecognizable. So that's – um, I only got it because Colin Farrell has a – has a very distinct his eyes give him away to me at least i know that sounds weird but his eyes give him away to me and it took me a little while to get it but of note me and matt reeves share a birthday oh nice. so you're basically a batman director good for you along with being royal <laughs> we'll right, talk good. about that in the next yeah. episode <laughs> 269 bet nice all right gentlemen let's talk about the batman for a second i just there's a couple of thoughts that i want to get I want to get your opinion on before we dive into the movie, if that's all right. Yeah. So we have it's 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 no it's no surprise that the favorite. If you ask, you know, 
10 people, eight out of 10 are going to say the, 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 the dark Knight is their favorite of the, the Nolan trilogy. Yes. Yes. Four to so five. Correct. If you ask me, this movie is 99 out of a hundred. <laughs> I mean, that's all their personal opinion. Sure. Great. So let's, so if you ask me, they just took elements of that movie and put it in the, the this one because of that reason. Hmm. And I, and I, I have my theories that the Riddler, I don't know in the lore of Batman, the comics and the cartoons, I don't know how similar the Riddler and the Joker are as far as being villains. Chris and I mean, they, they, they both that. serve their purpose. So cartoon villain wise, they are kind of similar, but that's just because of, the way that they're that they're drawn and how they're they're over the top in the in like the cartoon version. Other than that, you have so many different renditions of those two. The Riddler villains. is supposed to be like the smartest person alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how it is in the DC universe anyway. But is it so the the, the Joker is considered Batman's quintessential enemy? Yes. Right? Yes, Joker. always has been, always will be. So, yes. where does the Riddler fall on that scale? Like, is he f- close? Behind farther, him? farther down. Yeah, he, he's he's not a B villain, but he's not he's not at the he's top. not top tier. Yeah, he's he's further down that tier list. If you're going to so, sort him out, after, he's a serviceable villain for a first movie. After watching this, I kind of feel like they they just they couldn't use the Joker. Obviously, I the wish they would movie. just put that guy in the box and leave him there for a while. Yeah, we'll talk about that at some point here. I sure, think. I'm sure we will. But they just made, to me, they, they 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 just made a grittier, longer version of the Dark Knight. Well, so I can already go against this point in 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 a non-combative way. The version of Batman they chose to portray, the Riddler's the perfect setup for that. It's the perfect setup in two reasons: a, because this is Batman early in his, early in, Batman in, his, yep. in the experiment of. Bruce Wayne's experiment of Batman. He's very early in it, so he's very green still. So the Riddler is isn't a like a roided out Bane. He isn't this you know this this monster of a villain. He is a guy who's extremely smart. So you have the fact that he's not this unsurmountable physical foe, and they're showing us the detective Batman is when they're going with, and what better thing to put you know put mind against mind against than the Riddler. It's actually a really good fit. I don't think it has anything to do with the Dark Knight. There are things taken, I think, from the Dark Knight because I am I'm one of, I'm one of those eight out of ten, ninety nine out of hundred guys that thinks that that is absolutely the best Batman movie that's been made. This one comes close. I you know I lean a little. We bit have more a strong contender for number two. We do, but they do take some cues from there with the Riddler, but not specifically what you're thinking or what you're what point you're trying to make, Grayson. I well, think no, I mean I'm trying to make villain. the beginning of. So what I like, I think what I really admire in this movie, like one of the things I really admire was they didn't waste, I mean, from the first frame of the movie, he's Batman, like he's already Batman. They didn't waste any time. I want to, I want to go off what Chris said from it though. This is early Batman. This Mm -hmm. is like year two. Yeah. Like I've been doing this for a little while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is like when the Riddler, um, also it's his first big bad, Mm -hmm. right? You know, he's no longer beating up bank robbers. Like, he's got somebody that's targeting, like, very famous people and just killing anybody that can't solve the puzzles, right? Like, that's some real serial killer, like, high-level FBI-style detective work that he has to do here. So, it's a very fitting first villain for him. Yeah. Well, this is well for for this, Reeves 
Pattinson Batman, sure. This I often wonder. I often ask myself as we as we progress in years and you know movies evolve, and I, I always ask myself, could Nolan have made this movie, or would or, or would Nolan? We just we just weren't there yet as a society as far as because this movie's pretty gritty. This movie's pretty. It's pretty dark. I mean, with especially with the the, the brutal killing of the the brutal first killing. That that's pretty dark, man. Or the dude's like, head that gets popped. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just <laughs> well. Ew. So I I think you, you're you wrong. Get Chris. that out of your hair. I think you're wrong, Chris. I I think some of the choices that they made are subliminal, and I think they made them on purpose. For instance, uh, right in the beginning, when Batman faces down those thugs on the train on the train um, platform, uh-huh. those are absolutely made to remind you of the clowns from the Dark Knight. One hundred percent. It's yes. not. It's made you for you to think about the clowns from the end of the first Joker movie, where everybody's running around in Joker masks, doing whatever the hell they want. That's a much more timely reference. Yeah, well, it's also- much more timely, but I mean, th- that might be two birds with one stone, but the, the, the purpose is to remind you of the Dark Knight. Well, hold on, hold on. I, 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 would, I may agree with you on that point if we didn't get the last scene that we got in this movie, the very end in, in Arkham. Because and and I can give more of that point once we get there. By the way, we, our, just as a I don't want I don't want just a, a yes or no will suffice. Are we supposed to know who that guy in Arkham is? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They they, they did that thousand percent. Yeah. Okay. They, okay. Well, I don't want to get to. I don't want to. That's way in the later discussion or not not at all. But so okay. So I love how we didn't waste any time with the with the origin story. We yeah. we we, even well, we didn't see we didn't see them die, mm-hmm. which is exactly what I was worried about when I found out it was three hours long. Yeah. Well, yep. so we start. He is Batman. And yeah. he's already out. He's already like this vigilante. He's already working with the police. The police already know of his presence. You know, At the least first in some form. Not everybody's cool with it. And we start with a you know a narration of Batman and what what it is. What Pattinson's Batman. I have a question about that. Okay. Sure. And this is specifically the the movie craft a movie crafting question. Nothing to do with Batman. What is the big deal about people not liking narration? In movies, because yeah. I, I I've seen so many comments about how how this movie like this movie opens with narration and it's like this big faux pas for some reason and I don't get it. I'm really okay with narration, especially in an instance like this where we don't get the origin story. We get the hey, I'm Batman. This is where I am in my life. Yeah. You know, I think that's a great way to just brush through stuff mm-hmm. that you understand. Because listen, if you're going to see Batman and this is the very first Batman film you've ever seen, okay, which is Highly unlikely at this point, <laughs> yeah. okay? I mean, from just five or six years ago, <laughs> or whatever it is now, you know, we don't need all that, but to get a five-minute you know, scene with some narration throughout showing who you are and how you've gotten to this point goes a long way. And I'm okay with, like, narration to gloss through time, you know, saying, hey, you know, this is how we work through this, and this is why, and there's nothing wrong with narration in a movie. It's just got to be done right. Well, that's the thing is it's so rarely done right. It, it's it's either too much, it's it's it, it's a burden, or mm-hmm. it's not enough, and it just goes away. And they're like, well, what's the point of the, what's the point of using it if you're not going to use it? Okay, well, I mean, so and they do use it twice. They they they, book, they bookend it, right? Yep. So and and I didn't mind that, but then I, like I said, I, I I heard and saw some things about it. I was like, I don't understand the problem with this. It was it worked, I thought pretty well with like you said. It's like, hey, I'm Batman. This is what's up. Yep. And then the movie just began. this is where we are. This is why Gotham is how it is. I'm trying. Yeah. Not doing so hot. I'm not doing terrible <laughs> though. Could be doing better. And before we move away from the um from the opening like narration scene, I liked I I really actually liked the long shots at the dark 
in the beginning. How, okay. Like, how, how, like, how, like, the, the potential villains are, like, looking at, like, the shadows, mm-hmm. and they're, like, scared. That was a cool way of showing, not, not showing, and not having Batman show up, and then, oh my gosh, we're scared. You know, or have him, like, jumping off a rooftop. Well, he's in their heads. Yeah, yeah, the fact that they're not even sure if he's there, but it's enough to make, to, to, to actually scare them from what they're doing, or to make them stop. That was a cool way to, I think, to show that he does have, a, he is having a presence there so far. But he can't figure out why it's not working yet. Well, sure. it, it, it shows you a lot without without wasting time telling you, without yeah. spoon feeding you exposition, and that's 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 a real plus for for a movie, especially a Batman movie in twenty twenty two. Because we've already, I mean, we've had one very successful trilogy. We've had a couple of ones before that that some were liked, some were not. I mean, we we've had a lot of Batman recently. We had a Ben Affleck and a Zack Snyder. We've had a lot of Batman. We've had more Batman than any other. Well, I was going to say something else. I just looked it up. We've had thirteen Batman films. That's Jeez. that is that is half of the Marvel roster and just Batman. Jesus, <laughs> think about that. For Whoa, a that's a lot of Batman. That's a lot. To, that's really a lot to like decompress. That's a lot of Batman. It's <laughs> a lot. It is indeed. Um. Also, Chris. At least the last several have been pretty good. Decent, at least. Yeah. So to to expand upon what you just said, Chris, the I think the world building in this movie is some of the most impressive things going on in this movie. I can agree with that. Also, I'd like, like to ask you a question. The, the same question I, I ask with when it, when when I talk to someone about the Star Wars universe is the, the the picture they paint of Gotham looks like the bleakest place on the planet. Well, I always thought Gotham was more apt to like New York in yes. like the late eighties. Yeah, legitimately. Yeah. And well, like, isn't, that, isn't isn't that kind of akin to you just brought it up, Joker, the the movie from two years ago. Same, yeah, same time. Well, yeah, that's why it all fits. Yeah. The also, I do want to point out that Gotham is, is like the flip side to another major city in DC's universe, and that's Metropolis. Yep. You know, you have Gotham, which is the dark side of New York, and you have Metropolis, which is like the... Dover, it, Delaware? Well, it's, it's actually more of like the bright side of New York, and it, and I believe that's on purpose in a lot of cases. That's why Gotham's always such a dark place. You know, that's why this, that's why Batman movies always seem so dark, but Gotham isn't a fun place to be, and that's, a you know... That's a very, that's a very real thing in that universe. That Gotham is just a, a goddamn mess <laughs> all well, the time. Well, that's part of the, so that that is another question of mine that I was going to get into is the average person. We don't see much interaction with anyone who's not police, Batman, or villain in this movie. Like none, almost. Okay, yeah. We don't see. I mean, I, I could be wrong about none, but very little of the average person in Gotham. Okay. I think this movie would have benefited well the world building would have benefited from seeing more average people going to work that's always the question i ask is like what about the average person working at comcast or home depot or wherever they work going to work coming home at night what's life like for them we know what life like for batman it, it, it's awful you know i mean he's fighting crime at night but what's it like for everyone else that's the world i'm interested in seeing and this world built for this Reeves Batman movie kind of tells me Gotham is, is almost so lawless. It's unlivable for normal people, you know, without, without the fear of getting shot or just robbed as soon as you go outside. I mean, it's crazy. Well, also think about it from the perspective of like what we see as the movie, as like the movie watcher, Batman's Batman takes place at night mainly. You know what I mean? A lot of it does, yeah. Yeah, so 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 your working man isn't isn't out. They're they're not around. It's it's lawlessness that's that's out at night, right? So you're going to get far less ratio of that to begin with because of the the time that the actual the actual clock time 
that the movie takes place in. No, of course, of course. So, I mean, so you're gonna see. I mean, we 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 get to see the, the club people, we get to see the train people, we get to see at the funeral, we get to see a whole bunch of people. You know, those are reporters and people of note, and then we get to see the stadium people. That's about. I mean, and that's the extent of to to your point, like our average people that we get to at least you know encounter in this movie. But Batman doesn't encounter average people. You know, that's not who he's. That's not who he goes out. You know, to to go against and to see and to find and to seek out. He's he's looking for the underbelly of Gotham at all times. He's going to the dark side, yeah. basically. Well, but he, he has to go there to stop it, and I, exactly. I totally understand that. Yeah. Also using – again, I don't know how how into the lore like Falcone is or – Old I school mean, Batman villain. But, I mean, point is, I mean, these are direct links to – okay, old school Batman, but also, I mean, very purposefully, if you ask me, direct links to the Nolan trilogy. No, that is incorrect, and you can't use that because he is more of a Batman character than a Nolan character. Yes, they exist in both universes, but it's just like saying any bad guy that was used in a Nolan thing, you know, like the Joker is the Nolans. No, no, I understand that. I'm just saying they're they're using it for purposes of linking your brain link. No, they're using it for Batman's lore. Okay, so Batman's lore, not Chris Nolan's lore. So uh, I understand that. I want to say one thing that I agree with Grayson on this point, but I think this is the only thing that they pull from it. You know, so and this will be the last time that 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 I touch on this part of it. I think the only thing they take and purpose try to link to from from one movie series of Batman to the other, because because I I I disagree with you on the, the the Joker faces thing and everything. It's the actual like the social media style that the Riddler does. Sure. I think that that's is taken old... straight from the Dark Knight. Well, that, 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 I'm agreeing with you on that. Yeah. that that's 100 percent I mean. straight from that movie. Like 100 percent straight from that movie. Oh, here's the thing: it, it this is made in modern day is what is what this is like the time yeah. period that we're in. So you can't discount social media and the tools and the tools that it gives villains like the Riddler to use. So you can't say they only did it for the purpose of you know linking to the Dark Knight, but. The Joker did that when Heath Ledger did the whole like self shoots things, right? Mm-hmm. So, and it was, and it was, it's it, it, it's almost more sinister that way mm-hmm. in, in a way. And they do that with the Riddler here, and it does work. It does. No, it it, it, it absolutely works. That's the well. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know. Well, that's yeah. All... So that I will agree with you on that because that that is a beat taken straight from villain A to similar villain B. You know, in some ways, directly from one movie series to another. But I don't think it was main is purely for to link but it is like you said if it's not broken you know don't right. fix it kind of thing um but everything else i don't believe there's a link i can't you know like you can try to you can try to think and fabricate it or try to try to you know like like really really move to cross those up i don't think it's there though i think they told a very specific version of this batman i think the steps they took all fit with this story there's a lot of pieces here which we'll, we'll touch on a little bit but I think all the pieces belong here in this movie, and I think they belong very well. Because otherwise, I don't think we get as a good Batman movie as we're looking for. No, no, I I agree with you. I would I would tend to agree with you, um, and I'm just I'm just saying these because I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. No, I get you. Um, I don't. Okay, I was going to say something. I don't think that, but I'll save that comment for later. But there are a lot of good things here to pull to, and while we're talking about whilst we're talking about the world building is, I mean, I just want to say that I think the world, the world building here is very strong mm-hmm. for at least starting with the Batman. And it's a great, I, I love what they did, Chris, with the idea with you're already starting off with 
the people know who he is, the police know who he is, and the villains, more importantly, mm-hmm. they know when they see the bat signal go up, Batman is out prowling and he's going to get you. I have I have a question for you as as the like the number one fan of the Batman Begins because I don't actually remember too much at this point like all the the details. Does he know how to fight in Batman Begins already and just go and like he like when he comes back into Gotham like when he becomes Batman? Well, no, he's trained by the League of Shadows. Trained by the League of Shadows. Okay, yeah. So that's what I mean. So they train him to fight, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. I mean, he already knew a little bit, but well, they, they train they, him with stealth and deception and yes, fighting. Exactly. Yeah. This yes, Batman yes. doesn't seem to know how to fight. I don't know about he, that. Uh, so to a degree, right? I, I don't know. I, I think what he you doesn't have that level. Of I don't training. think he's League of Shadows trained yet. No, no I but... think I think he's like I used to do Tai Bo in a gym. And I, <laughs> yeah, I can hit Ty, the shit out of somebody. And I think that's an important thing to make because he doesn't fight well. I mean, he beats some ass. Don't get me wrong, but. He isn't. He isn't the martial arts. You know the thir- twenty-three different fighting styles expert Batman. No, this is more like I'm jacked and hit hard Batman. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which that was was almost weird to see because I'm so used to seeing Batman who can just beat anybody's ass he comes across. Well, just remember though, he's not quite refined yet. And I, and I get that. Again, two years in, and I couldn't remember in Batman Begins if he could fight. He could, right off the bat. Yeah, so like, I think... Uh, well, we, we, that is also... I don't think we get the League of Shadows stuff in this world. I don't think we do, I, but I, they're definitely leaning harder into the detective side again, yeah, which, which, okay. which I'm okay with. I don't think we need it, though, either. That's the whole thing. If we don't no, need I, that. Depend, well, so it depends on the villains we get. Because there's going to be more of these. And and no on, League of Shadows means no Ra's al Ghul, no Red Claw, and those sort of people, which I'm talking is about, fine. I'm talking about the like the caliber, the type of villains, like no Bane, no mystical. Well, no Bane because there's no way that this version of Batman could could beat Bane physically in combat. Now maybe they make him out, they give him prep time and have him outsmart him or something, and use his tools more than anything else. Sure. So it's just there, there's there's a lot of things that that. As fans of superheroes and, and Batman in general, like what you think about watching this movie and like, okay, what's what's the next step here? Because the things they show us in the beginning of this really do set a tone for, you know, what this guy's figuring out. He's figuring out how to be Batman still. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's just... He's it's, learning his craft. It's interesting to think about from that perspective. Um, so I want to ask you guys one question, which is, I think, very pertinent to the conversation of world building is... Is this movie a superhero movie or is it more of a detective movie? It's both. See, I don't think see, if, if, if you ask me, I don't think this is a superhero movie. Not in the same way that, you know, like Iron Man, Thor, like the Marvel side of it. There, Those are all superhero movies. I would say if you're going to if there's a DNA in this movie, it's I'd say even as high as 70 percent detective, 30 percent superhero. Well. But I mean, until Nolan's version of Batman, I'm sorry, I keep talking a lot, Roger. Oh, like uh, uh, until Nolan's version of Batman, we never really, and even that one isn't as much. We never got a like Batman isn't flashy. We never got a flashy Batman. That's not who that character is. He's still a superhero, though. You know what I mean? So it has to be a superhero movie. <laughs> categorically. Of course, he's a superhero. <laughs> exactly. Right? I mean, that's one of his power. That, that, that that's matters. His, that's his power. Actually, is that he's super rich. You know, but like even Nolan's darker universe wasn't flashy though. But that's the flashiest version of Batman we've ever gotten. You know, but he's he's absolutely a superhero. This is a lot of this is a ton of people's super favorite their favorite superhero. Yeah, you know, this is their guy. He's you know? still number one for a reason. That's why there's thirteen versions. Yeah, that's why there's thirteen Batman movies. You know, that's what why I mean? they keep trying to yeah they keep there are yeah. three Iron Man. 
three Iron Man movies <laughs> or thirteen Batman. Yeah. So yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. So I mean, it's like you know, I, it is a superhero movie, but I, I I get what you're saying. How it's like like a thirty seventy split in the favor of detective movie more than superhero. But that's who Batman is. He's the, he's the world's greatest detective. Yep. So it kind of fits in his – that's his wheelhouse anyway. Is he better than Poirot? No, yes. Not, not no, you shouldn't have answered that. Just let him sit and think <laughs> his dead silence. Else. No, no, no. That wasn't a boo. That, that was, I'm trying to get Chris to say the name because he can't say the name. I can't say that name for no. God's sake. Nope. Poirot? Not, not going to happen. Hercule Poirot? Nope. <laughs> I have a stuttering problem already. I ain't going to try that. All right, so I've been Chris and I have been talking for a while, Roger. What 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 do you think? Tell us what oh, you no, think. I said we talk about this movie instead yeah. of world building. How about that? Well, so 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 world building, I think, was relevant for the beginning of this because that's what they set up. They they did that very well. So sure. I, well, I let's talk about what actually happens. Yeah. In this movie. Yeah, let's huh? go into it. So first thing we really roll into after we get a little bit of world building, uh, we get the murder of the incumbent mayor in Gotham who is running for re-election, who is brutally, savagely beaten in his. Home. A lot of rage there. Yeah. Yeah. Which... Be with a carpet tool is probably not great either, <laughs> by the way. I mean, the first blow hurt. So does it, hold on. Does it matter after the first blow? <laughs> in this case, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but I mean that's that's where we get them in. You know, we they bring in, you know, all the all the police are there because it's the mayor, and you know, Jeffrey Wright's Gordon brings in Batman brings in Batman. Yeah, just walks him through the front door, yep. basically, and brings him in specifically to yeah to help give him some help. And well, not everybody's cool with it. Well, that and they also found the thing that was to him too. So yeah. he's got reason to be there at that point. So yeah, I mean that's interesting how they bring him in because you get a weird, you get a dynamic with some of the cops are totally cool with him being there. Other cops are definitely not cool with him being there at all. At all, and you know, like upper level people not happy with him being there. So. You know, and he immediately goes right into the super detective Batman as well. Oh, yeah. Like, diagnosing things and, like, looking at, like, blood splatter and stuff like that. Real detective stuff. And, like, as they're telling him what they found, he's, like, naming it off. Yeah. Like, what's happened. And uh, that, that to me, is the best version of Batman we can get. Mm-hmm. You know, letting him see, letting him work. Especially because he's still learning. Mm-hmm. And how good of a job that he does. And then, we, you know, we end up, we find stuff with the Joker we get a shot of a cipher that you know. We find out that he's recording everything with his contact lens, say, which is super awesome. I was say, well, what do we think of his tech in this? Movie? I'm down with that. So because it's not overstated, he doesn't. He's not like super tech crazy. Like that's good detective tech to do, me. So he so in this one, it, I think it's I think they're trying to drive home that he makes his own tech. Yes, because like the things he's doing, they look weirdly they they look almost analog. But they're high tech at the same time, yep. right? It was like he has like the old tape deck things for his buttons for a lot of them, but yeah, it's super sophisticated and able to do what you know what it does. Yeah, I thought his tech was really really cool, and it almost felt like noirish, like well, in its in that way it feels that Batmanish. Yes, yep. yeah. So one of the things too that I also thought about um, along that line is he's making his own tech. He's not using Wayne tech exactly. Yeah, because he's just Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. He's not Bruce Wayne CEO. That's true. Yeah. You know that he's mm-hmm. he he's barely you know he's got plenty of money. He's living off his trust fund, blah blah blah. He's not taking over Wayne mm-hmm. Enterprises. He's not you know big man in the tower. 
making all this money. He's not super rich yet. He's got plenty of money though. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he's not like mega trillionaire rich yet. I've got and I've got theories. which I assume we'll get further down the I've line. I've got theories on that too, yep. which we, we 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 can we can touch on later on. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he's definitely designing his own tech and not pulling from yes. unlimited resources and building his own engines. That's right. Which <laughs> seems to work out. You're right. <laughs> seems to work out. Um yeah, I mean, we get a we get a good first run of you know having break down a crime scene, and that what really starts us down this track of finding the Riddler and the the very elaborate clues that he leaves, and how we all find that it's tied up to an old mob uh, a mob killing, mm-hmm. and you know somebody ratted somebody out, and that's what it all comes back to. And you know, we meet a we meet an interesting side set of characters, of people that I'm sure we'll see again, especially with the Penguin. Well, we meet a couple of them. We won't. Well, <laughs> some won't be back. Yeah. Um, but we see, you know, we meet the Penguin, who is definitely not the best dude in the world, but th- definitely not the worst dude in the world either. And I think dialogue wise, I think Penguin had the best scene in the in the movie. Too. Which one are you talking about? When the one where he's the one where they got him tied up. Yeah, yeah, I think and, and he's like, correcting the grammar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, what was this just, terrible Spanish? Well, yeah, but it was like, like it captures that character so well. And I mean, I think it it, it goes towards uh, who is it, Colin Farrell? Mm-hmm. I think it goes towards how well he did. One came to it's tells almost he's dude. almost unrecognizable. Yeah, he is. He is the penguin in this. He's Oz, but like it's it's the eyes, man. The eyes give Colin yeah. Farrell away every time. But like just just that his delivery in that scene was so was so awesome it was like even though he's caught he's tied up and he can't do anything he's been beat technically at this point yeah he's just so he's talking down to them so yeah. hard like he, like he knows that they've got the like that they're wrong and they got the wrong guy and he thinks it's hilarious yeah he's like you know you went through all this and i'm that, not even i'm not dude. even your guy <laughs> i thought it was really cool and then they leave his ass tied up there. <laughs> he, he, he shuffles out because his feet are bound yeah was, well and he looked like a penguin the penguin yeah, yeah he does a penguin waddle out yep well, so that was cool but yeah i mean we i i like how the tone is set through this i like uh zoe kravitz as selena kyle because listen catwoman is a hard thing to pull off and done right yes. okay um, we've seen several versions of Catwoman at this point. You know, I think this she's legitimately the fourth person to play some version of Catwoman. All I remember is Halle Berry. Well, no, okay. Well, she had her own movie, but then there was Anne Hathaway. Um, in yeah, Selena movies. Kyle, Anne and then Hathaway. Oh, God, yeah, um, yeah, Michelle God. Pfeiffer in the old school oh, Batman movies. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, yep. Right, so this is the third, this is the fourth version mm-hmm. of somebody. And this is the, you know... Anne Hathaway's character, love or hate Anne Hathaway, however you want, she actually played the thief role pretty yes. well. Where Zoe Kravitz plays, listen, I'm going to take your wallet, but I'm probably going to whip your ass too. Yes. So, and that's okay, you know, a little because they made everything a little bit grittier. I like the idea of having Selena Kyle, but as long as they don't push the Catwoman Batman romance thing super super far down the line, mm-hmm. so I don't. So like, and, and they always have a weird thing. The, well, they, they do. Well, it's because it's because they're they're so close in like in the characters they are. Besides, yep. you know, one is on one side of the law, one is drastically on the other. You know what I mean? Yep. And they both won't cross that line to make it, you know, to make it happen, for either one to truly be able to work together long term. Sure, but they they do like like the story beat they they take that take Catwoman on mm-hmm. and the way they end that. They, I think they leave room for that to come back at something if, else. If, if this Down is the line. successful and they have a few movies, and yeah, 
and I don't, I hopefully they don't bury, I'm with you, I don't want them to, to like really bury into that story yet. Nope. I want to see more that they can offer. I like her as the character, I don't want that shoved in our face. The entire Is that fair enough? Time. Yes, yeah, and I agree okay. with that, because Zoe Kravitz was, I thought, fantastic. I think she did great. I, I think so, too. In, in a lot in a lot of different like and I have no there. doubt that she, if, if you got in the fight with her she would definitely bite you to win one hundred percent like if you got that for hand she would claw your face and bite you yep hundred percent yes definitely one thing I was a little like her mask comes off pretty early in that movie I don't think she cares yeah like, yeah she's like but isn't that the, isn't that the whole thing behind super like the 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 whole identity is is just to protect others I mean somebody's know. mask doesn't come off at all because they're not supposed to. Well, no, but I mean, someone's also not wearing a toboggan with the holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I understand that, but that's another thing I was kind of disappointed in was why is why is she? Do people now know that's Selena Kyle? Like that's that. I guess that bothers Only me. Only a couple of people know who she actually is. Mm-hmm. Gordon knows who she is. Carmine Falcone knows who she is. And that know. corrupt cop. You know, and like you see where this one—he didn't die. That crumb yeah, top. Here, here's the thing: it doesn't matter if you know who Catwoman is. She's not in the public eye. She isn't trying to hide any, you know, herself for any reason. And she's gone. Yeah, like she's, I don't. No, think I mean, she's gone for until we need her back in the script, and then. Yeah, but Selena Kyle doesn't care if people know. Selena Kyle was nobody. Yeah, she's legitimately exactly. nobody. Yeah, like, like, like she doesn't have a superhero, supervillain identity. She's not rich. She's, yeah, it's like if I was a superhero. He's <laughs> like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> People can't see who I am. Who's what? What is he doing? <laughs> Put your shirt back on. <laughs> Get your shirt off your head, moron. No one cares. Just beat his ass. Yeah, I think that's kind of the reason why it doesn't really matter for her and how like she got unmasked so early. It's. She doesn't need to be masked to begin with. She just she's stealing shit, so she doesn't want her face out there at first. You know what I mean? I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, that's fine. Because I mean, you know, gotta gotta live, gotta eat to live, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked how that they brought her in. I like that. I like her story arc. Her story's pretty good. It's got the not so usual twist. Not it's not an unheard of thing for Batman for her to be related to somebody that I won't really bring into the yeah. story. Um, but I mean, that's okay. They they take a decent couple of story arcs from um, some of the comics. It really sets up for some stuff down the road if they really want to push it down the down a certain path, which would be incredible if they did. But like, I think most of the stuff in Batman works pretty well, even yeah. though it's longer than it probably needs to be. At least for three hour a three hour movie, I thought it was paced really really well. So I I I, I only started feeling the runtime. After they catch the Riddler, because then it feels okay. like it feels like the movie. Well, because there's like done. 25 more minutes. Yeah, well, yeah. That's what I mean, like it feels like the movie was like kind of over, but then it like doesn't stop for yeah. a little bit. I think they, I think they could, I think they could have not caught the Riddler there. Let the whole 25 minutes that happens happens with the Riddler kind of there with his cronies, right? I think, I think then you don't slow down the movie as much. Sure, but with a movie that had a three hour runtime. It didn't feel like three hours. No, which is great. Yes. See, I see. I come to me. It felt like four. Really? Yeah. It, it, I, it I really did feel its length. It really did. So I, I didn't feel it, but I did. I did feel. I did feel the three hour that it was. It, I did feel that it was long, right? But I didn't feel like it was too long because they do tell a lot of good story at least. Yep. So, Grace, you thought it felt felt really long. I, huh? I, I did. Well, okay. Here's the thing: is so. The first time I went to go see this, it was in an I, I, IMAX. 
which it was it was in the premier IMAX theater in Atlanta. It was amazing. The second time I went to go see it, I went to go see it in a um, it was I saw it again last night. It was in like kind of like the halfway between a normal screen and IMAX. It was just it wasn't true IMAX, but it was it was closer than a normal screen was. Like a big D screen. Yeah, yeah exactly a big D screen. And I I got in there and. I was like one of the first people in there. The movie started at 7.35. I got in there at like 7.10. And there was only like 20 people in, like what looked to be like a three to 400 auditorium seating. And then within that 20 minutes, it got sold out. <laughs> like, so really? every seat was full. And I maybe it's because like, I just felt uncomfortable. I was sitting in between two couples. I'll, and I'll tell you right now. I would have left, and I'm not even kidding. I know. I, I seriously yeah. considered it. If I had already seen the already movie, seen once. and I'd be like, I don't know about this man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I did consider it. Like, in my world. But I mean, I, I, I had the nicest, like, the screen was literally right. I mean, I was in the primo seating in the, so I just stayed. But I mean, the screen was beautiful. The sound, again, was gorgeous. Um, it, it, was, it was awesome. It was a good I mean, second experience. I believe I told you guys a story a couple of weeks ago where we went to the movies and somebody set diagonal in front of me in a nearly empty theater and I got up and moved. And I was like, what the fuck? Get no. I mean, I'm so I imagine sitting in between two couples. So maybe I absolutely had to. Maybe it's because I was just kind of uncomfortable the whole time. Well, yeah. Time. Well, the and it was your second it, viewing too. But the second time, I don't remember thinking, God, this is long. But I also don't remember thinking, Oh wow, that didn't seem like three hours at all. So I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a two sides of that coin. Oh no, it felt like three hours, but it didn't feel longer than three hours, which I thought was important. Um, and I guess like for me is I with Batman, which is such a hard character to get right, and we're just coming off some of the best Batman stuff that's ever been done with the the Nolan trilogy, and then through a secondary piece with the Joker is. The expectations for me in this movie were pretty low, and I'll be honest, like, I really enjoyed it. Like, I thought it hit all the boxes that it needed to hit to be a good, solid Batman story without driving home the, hey, his parents were killed, hey, he's rich, hey, all this stuff that we've all seen a hundred times before. And I like with the young Batman take. Like the, I'm just starting out Batman. And for a long time, like I thought Pattinson wouldn't be able to do it. I was wrong. Like, I think he does a damn good job at it. Oh, I like he fits him. the role. He doesn't mess with his, he doesn't have some weird, crazy Batman voice. Um, he's in pretty good shape. <laughs> and when he's got the suit on, he looks like a big, rugged Batman. And I'm okay with that. So I'm in the minority with I liked Ben Affleck's Batman actually. Yeah. I okay. Like movies. Okay, that's an interesting take. Well, so 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 bad movies, good Batman. I think is a fair way to my idea on Ben Affleck's Batman. I thought that he is a good mixture of both the philanthropist and a guy that was guy that looks like he could fight. I think Ben Affleck was big enough with the build that you see huh? in a lot of like. I wouldn't want to take a punch stuff. from him. Sure. Exactly. I like. I like this Batman the most. Okay. I, I, I like this version. He seems like a dude, which the problem with Batman is he's, he's in like, at least in film, he's this, he's just a guy that seems like he, he but he actually isn't a man. Like he, he seems super right. Mm -hmm. And like, he's not human. He seems very human in this. And I really do like that. That's, but that's the whole thing with superheroes. I think that's what the Marvel, the Marvel side if they don't get something right, 
I think it's the relatable human element. They just they just have abandoned years ago. But oh, I mean, yeah. you're you're right though. This Batman does feel incredibly, incredibly real, gritty, and humble. You know, that's the thing is like he gets his ass kicked in some of those fights. I mean, he gets back up and then and then he gives as good as he got. But like he I still mean, does take some pain. He takes half a clip from a Mac Ten and gets knocked on his ass. Yes, which leads us to the unveiling of the Batmobile, which. I'm here for. Well, that's well, that's part of the ads. thing too. Okay, so <laughs> let's. So I want to talk about before we get to the Batmobile, which is gonna. I it's, I have a couple of questions about that. I, I I want to get to see that. That's the reason I'm sorry you guys couldn't see it in Big D because there were definitely some tweets. I saw it in Big D. I didn't see it. Oh, I'm sorry. And I, I I Max. Well, Big D sounds probably pretty similar then, but that sound. That's awesome. That's one of the greatest things of that movie is the sound of the Batman. That thing shook the theater, didn't it? In that big so, deal for him. So I wasn't big on the whole Batman, the whole Batmobile scene in this, but I bet if I would have saw it in Big D or an IMAX, I think my opinion might probably would have shifted on it. It was a seat. It was a seat shaker. Yeah, it was. It got that high pitched whine, and then when he blew the, Bruh! I was like, yes. <laughs> so let's let's talk about a character we haven't yeah. talked about yet. The um, Alfred Pennyworth. Let's talk about Circus. It's circus. Yeah, Andy I'm Circus. I, I like this version of Alfred. This is like former military service Alfred, which we have gotten at least in some form before. But this is also not super old Alfred either. We didn't get a lot of. Alfred, I, I wanted more Alfred from this movie. Well, oh, oh we're going to get more Alfred. Oh, yeah, I think we're going to get plenty more in the future. Okay. I, I like the term because I I subscribe to the Batman where Alfred was like MI six mm-hmm. special British Special Forces Batman. Like that's my version of Batman, like Kingsman. Yeah, just but, but, at, at Wayne Manor. Well, I mean, that's some versions of Alfred are that way. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like when he takes a cipher, he's like, you know, back in my coding days. And I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it's just those little things. Because, listen, stuff happens to Alfred in this movie. Yeah. And you find that him and Bruce have a dynamic that is very father-son and then very, like, not father-son. Right. Very, very my, my family's butler. Yes. Yeah. Right. And then there's a turning point in this movie where he's just like son of a bitch i shouldn't have done that <laughs> you know mm-hmm. there's some the dialogue that goes down between him and i won't you know i don't want to ruin it for him because it actually to me is one of the better scenes well you're talking about the hospital scene yeah yeah no i, I was gonna that's to, to me it's one of the best scenes of it's one of the best movie. scenes in this movie and it directly you know is like a rebuttal of a scene that we have you know like an hour beforehand where it's just like you know you're not my father sort of scene right and I'm very happy with the way that that turns out because I like the tone that it sets for Alfred going forward. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally cool with Andy. Listen, I think Andy Serkis is great in everything. So I'm fine with him as Alfred. Okay. So that's Alfred. Let's talk about – Well, hold that- on. Just uh, – Chris, before, right. before we move on, I just want to say one thing about that is I didn't think Pattinson or Serkis was going to be able, were going to be able to pull off Batman – and Alfred and I thought they both did a fantastic job. Yep. That's what I wanted to say about. I didn't say we're before. All, but... We're all eating some humble pie in this one because I was ready to tear this movie apart. You yeah, know what I mean? so well, uh, <laughs> legitimately, when I watched this movie, when I walked out, I was like, "Well, damn, yep, that was pretty fucking good." Yeah. So yeah. It, it, I was so relieved to get to say that. Yeah. And and the more I think about how much I like this movie, like I can't wait to see this movie again. Yeah. Uh, which I won't go to a second viewing in a theater, yeah. but. 
when I do get to see it, I'll be very happy. Well, like, because after it. I saw it, I, I I didn't want to talk about it with my wife right away when I got home because like I had just seen. It. I didn't want to gush about it. I wanted, Trying to unpack I wanted it. to like think about it for a yep. little bit before I like started like seeing like all my praise. Did you see it by yourself? I did. Oh, I did so, see okay. it. By Chris, did you? So, was your next topic of discussion, um, Gordon? No, no, no. Actually, uh, well, I, I thought Gordon would be a little bit further down, but we can do Gordon. I, I, but I wanted to actually talk about the Riddler. And what we okay, about okay. Well, that was my that it was Gordon and Riddler, but okay, let's, okay. Do, let's do Riddler then. Yeah. So I have yeah, a question for you though. When yeah. after you make your point. Okay. Well, so like like we've already said a little bit about him, but like, what do we think of him as the villain in this? Like, like because we have a few villains in this movie. Yep. We have a few bad guys, but he's the villain. He's the big bad. Like his like. If you want my, if I, so again, I think my knowledge on this is hurt a little bit by if, if it's not been in a film, I don't know it. I don't know the lore, but to me, they didn't different. And this is, again, I I don't mean to go back to the, how we started this, you know, topic when we started talking about the Batman is they didn't differentiate him from the Joker enough in Nolan's the dark Knight that, I mean, he's so similar to the Joker to me that. Again, it's one of the things they're like, okay, we got to make them similar because people love that movie. Let's make it similar. Okay, well, I, so I don't know how similar the Joker and the Riddler are, though. As well, villains. so here, here's the one thing I'll say to that, real quick, is that I feel like Nolan's Joker was actually more, it was like, took beats from the Riddler than the Riddler here takes beats from Joker. Oh, I, I guess I hadn't considered that. That's an interesting topic. Okay, because, okay. because the Joker, because the Joker isn't really, you know, hey, figure this out thing. Where Nolan's Joker did that at a few points in in the Dark Knight. I think he takes a few beats from what the Joker's character, what the Riddler's character is, more than the Riddler takes from that Joker. I think because like the Riddler does does a few things. He's super smart in this. He makes puzzles to figure out, and he makes riddles. Yes. That's what the Riddler does. That is the Riddler's playbook. You know, hundred percent, and I think I think Nolan's Joker takes from that book a little bit in in what Heath Ledger did, more so than the other way around. But like, but the but the the case still is though that came first. Well, and and that's fine, that's fine. But in this movie, this villain we got, I think they did a really good job of making him seem super super menacing and crazy as hell. So I I like the super smart guy, mm-hmm. puzzle guy gets radicalized yeah because that's what you get here yeah, that's what ha- yeah. you get what 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 happens here is you meet a super smart person that got hooked onto an idea and went down this rabbit hole and things went out of control and he did what he knew how to do was to make to make things yep. to make bombs to make, to make guns chaos to make puzzles, yeah and to bring hellfire onto gotham and I think that's a very relatable scenario mm-hmm. um, to somebody who was, you know, probably not in the greatest mental state. Yeah, obviously, and who is super smart because lots of listen, lots of people get radicalized for certain things, and not everybody can put the kind of chaos behind that the Riddler can, because he killed plenty of people, right? He killed basically indiscriminately. Um, as long as he killed who he wanted to kill, or sorry, put whoever he wanted to put inside of his snare. Yeah. Um, if other people got hurt, it was what it was. And those are very dangerous people to have to go against in any level, let alone one who is probably the smartest villain that Batman will face. Yeah. So I, I like that version, and I like how it unfolds with the, the final fight, basically, at the uh, garden, mm-hmm. where... All right, so I got backup plans just in case my shit doesn't work. Yeah, and 
that's just as deadly yeah. as, okay, I got bombs too. Maybe, maybe even worse because it's less controlled at that point. It is just chaos. Just yeah, absolute chaos. Like it's, I, we, millions of people might die here. Yeah. I don't care. I did. I think the thing that made him the most menacing, well, maybe not menacing, but like made him scary as a villain was how unstable he was. And I think whoever plays him did a good job. Paul Dano. That, yeah, that's him. I think he did a good job of just like those outbursts on some of his, on the social media things or like in his messages, how he would just get so rage filled and scream at talking to. Like it was like, Oh God, this guy's well, it made you think that guy's nuts. Yeah. He's crazy. Cause that, that's what would happen. If he didn't have to say something like super dark and sinister and threatening. It was just, Holy crap. That guy's unhinged kind of thing. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I <laughs> Look really, at really like that. Well, let's, I mean, but also his, mask and his outfit were pretty menacing too that's the thing it's like he also looked the part you see i think he lost a lot of gravitas once they did unmask him well because he looks like just a normal nerdy guy well because he looks like paul dano is is the problem (laughs) that's That's a problem yeah that's a problem but although when he was talking to when he was in the cell talking to i mean that was still yeah he was still pretty good though i mean he 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 oh, yeah. came past the, the 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 like I know it well because I don't have a chin either. But Paul Dan doesn't have a chin, so like I, I'm part of that clan. But like mm. the, the the nerdy looking chin, like dorks. He he pulled it off well. He pulled oh, off yeah. his Bruce. And then when he's yeah. looking out the wall when things are exploding, he's like boom. Like that was I thought very good too. Uh, he's I mean, crazy as hell. Yeah. That's those guys are a problem. You know, yeah. radicalized people that don't care if they live or die. They're the, they're the problem. I mean, well, here's the thing. He expected to die. Yeah. So I think that's what brings even more to like, it, it's not a punishment. Yeah. This is just part of my plan. And if that's what has to happen for my plan to go. So I want to bring up one more thing. And I think this is, and I think it relates to the Riddler directly while I'm bringing it up here. We just watched Death, Death on the Nile, right? Sure. What was our big problem with that movie? Uh, that it didn't tell us, like they just solved a puzzle. Yeah, that like, we didn't like, get to see the yeah, pieces yeah, of. Yeah, we didn't solve it with the character. They were just kind of telling us what the answers were. Mm-hmm. We got to solve the. We got to. We got to solve this with Batman. Yep. I think that's the big thing that they did right with the the Riddler detective Batman dynamic. Sure. They. I think that hit home. He left clues. He had to sort the clues out. Yep. And He's... I think we were figuring it out with him instead of it just going, oh, it's this, oh, it's this, oh, it's this, and it's going from point A to point B, and. Thumb drive was absolutely hilarious. I laughed. I actually laughed I watching laughed. that. And and like I love how how um Gordon was not amused at all and how Batman was kinda like, hey, 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 <laughs> Yeah. No, this is good. I like this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> in a different world we could be friends. Yes, god damn it, this is actually <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> so let's talk about Gordon. Okay. I love Jeffrey Wright in everything. So far, so I, so far, I don't, I, I don't dislike him. In I am totally fine with him being Jim Gordon. Yeah, me too. I thought totally it was totally fine. That was good. He was good, right? Yes. And like, I, I love the scenes that were like, I love all the scenes with them both together, kind of like walking through. He's a got crime such scene. a strong voice. He does. <laughs> I mean, it's ooh, but God I, damn, love, it's I love the precinct scene with those two. I thought that was that was like, I don't know, that's like bromance one hundred one. He's like, I got to get out of here. He's yeah. like, Well, I got this key in my hand. He's like. So what you're going to do is you're going to punch me in the face and you're going to take the key. And then he turns and says something and it hits him right in the face. Well, no, And then later he's just like, I thought you were going to pull your you punch. He's like, punch. I did. I did. <laughs> he hit him so goddamn I hard. Yeah. I think one of those scenes is 
the scene where they where Batman is like unconscious and they have him in the priest mm-hmm. the, and they don't they, take his mask off and I then like and then they start to and he like gets up and starts swinging. I thought that was pretty. I was like, I don't know how Batman. I got you on assault on officer. I got myself on assault on three. Yeah, I thought that was a cool line too. It was like you know I got you on assault on officer. He's like I counted three. That like, must have been a fairly intense. <laughs> that, that must have been a fairly intense scene to shoot, especially for um, right as Gordon because he oh, yeah. they're all stuffed yeah. in this box and he's just swinging elbows. He don't care. Imagine that somebody's ha- accidentally getting their nose broke. There. Imagine the havoc that that um that trained Batman could have caused there though. Oh yeah, with that many bodies, like he's he's not getting touched, and there's forty eight dudes in that room. Like, <laughs> he might he might end up shot in the face though. That's all right. Oh, you want to take one to the chin? I don't know, man. <laughs> he takes a few bullets in this movie. He's, he's he all right. He does take some bullets. Well, that's what I said. The whole, which leads to the Batmobile thing, where he takes half the mm-hmm. half a clip of a Mac-10 and knocks him straight down. Yep. He's just like, ugh! <laughs> so, early on in the first scene, and this is the, f- the first big jump away from the topic of characters we're making, but I don't want to forget this. Did you, uh, when he's with the clowns at the beginning, did you notice... How he throws his shoulders, his shoulder towards the bullets, mm-hmm. like towards the guy with the gun. So that's where he's patting. Actually, yeah, to actually deflect him. Mm-hmm. That was such a cool, small, little, subtle thing. That was just, I, I, bravo, man. Like well, that was okay. Cool so uh, he doesn't that... intentionally eat bullets when he doesn't have to. Yeah, he uses his uh, his yep. forearm guards as well. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a second. Of the, I mean, of the very kind of thing that pulls me out is. Batman is shot at a lot in this movie. Like, I mean, there are like four, four, at least four or five scenes where oh, he people... gets shot at least five times. Well, yeah. no, I mean, he, oh, he he gets shot a lot more than five times. But I mean, isn't he lucky that none of them aim for his face? Well, here here's the thing: is somebody who has shot a gun many, many times, you're all, you're trained to shoot center mass yep. always to make sure your bullets hit. It's really hard to shoot somebody in the face. Like it really, truly is, especially and also adrenaline in the moment and scared as shit of Batman. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, what does the most damage to him is he takes both barrels of a shotgun blast oh, yeah. directly to the solar plexus. Okay, you know how much that would suck. Like he tries to get up and just goes, <laughs> he's back down. Even if you have so much Kevlar on, you can't move. <laughs> that hurt. Like broken ribs. I can't breathe. I, you know, he's gonna take that suit off later, and he's gonna have just a, a football shaped buckshot <laughs> blast. The, the same thing that the same thing that happened to Batman in this movie, where he was down, would have happened to the killer in Scream when he was shot three times point oh, yeah. range with that with that revolver. Like, okay, yeah. I just, well, that's I remember. I remember, <laughs> I remember, I remember, I remember yeah, us talking about that. How I mean, the killer just gets up and kills someone. Like, he wasn't just shot three times. No, like at least Batman, like he was like, shit, that hurt. Yeah, <laughs> like a lot. Yeah, he goes. Well, I, how about how about the stimulant? Well, I was gonna say that, that was a drive. That was right? yeah, that was cool sh- as hell. He pops a little thing off, stabs him. He's just like, let's go, dude! And he's just like punching that dude. Oh, I was yeah. like, he's gonna collapse his head in. Oh, yeah. He's gonna pulverize him. That that dude probably should. He gets died. up and he hits Gordon. He's just <laughs> he doesn't know. But then I, then I love how like he like calms himself down yeah. and he goes right back into working again. Yep. Like save pulls all those people out of that wreckage. Which, which is an awesome shot. I love when him walking scene. with the uh, with, with the, the flare. Well, 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 that yeah, no, but the next scene. Okay, when he's on the roof helping people mm-hmm. when the helicopters around. I thought that was a just cinematography wise beautiful shot. It was, but I, th- I think the more power. I mean, the more powerful shot is the one Roger's talking about, where he's walking slow mo through the water, through leading the water, leading, leading the people to the... safety. Yeah, that's the more that powerful. That water would have been so cold. 
There's I mean, a, I think they're both going to talk about scenes, right. but I think the one on the roof, I think that that makes the movie's point more what of what Bruce is trying to. Well, that's out ba- here. that's Batman's coming out party. Yeah, exactly. Right? This yeah. is everybody. It's the sun's up. I'm still here. Everybody can see me helping. Mm-hmm. So you at least know. Listen, I might be a vigilante, but I'm here for Gotham, and I think that's a damn fine. You know, metaphor for what Batman really is. Yeah. He's brutal as hell, but he's here for his city. Yeah. Because he, think about it. It takes a lot to try to clean up a place like Gotham. Mm. Even if you are super rich, you know, you could just not do that. Yeah. And move somewhere that doesn't <laughs> suck. Yeah. <laughs> well, so like, with with that point in mind, I think a reason why this Batman works so well, and this world that they're building works so well, is because in this movie... Batman's not really fighting for anything yet. Nope. Like, he hasn't found what he's fighting for. He's just fighting. Well, I think. Well, I think at that the end of this movie, yes. though, he figures it out. He's fighting for Gotham. Yeah. Well, and and like and he's he's fighting to be someone for the people of Gotham and not be someone against the villains of Gotham. Well, the real thing is, and they they show it many times, is the the mayor's son. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I think they keep coming back. That, to that they yeah. keep coming back to that because it's like, hey man, this kid could could be you mm-hmm. you know what would you have done to help him and i think that you know nobody helped bruce you know so he's gonna make it a point to make sure that going forward the, he does better mm-hmm. at that stuff instead of just kicking the crap out of people in the middle of the night which because the one thing i did want to bring up and we can go to something else after this um we don't see bruce wayne rich guy here nope. we see batman mm-hmm. You know, I think it opens a lot of doors because, listen, Gotham is ruined. At least one section of Gotham is, like, basically... Literally underwater. Yeah. yeah, it's in bad shape. So I think the next, you know, when inevitably we see a second Batman movie, and we will because, one, it's a pretty good movie and it's financially successful, that I think we see more of philanthrop- philanthropist Bruce... So rebuilding I, Gotham. I, I toyed at something earlier. I think that we're going to see the philanthropist because I think he he's figured out there's he has to play two. He has roles. to do more. He has well, like he doesn't. He's he's shut in, right? We yep. can see that he doesn't want to be out there. And I think the philanthropist, the philanthropist, Batman, we're going to see is a character he's going to play. Just along with the character. He's going to play Batman. Bruce Wayne and he's going to be Batman. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I think, I think he, you know, he doesn't want to be that, you know, that Playboy version, like, you know, has all the money and all this stuff and is out in the limelight. But I think he's going to be that. If he wants Gotham to be better, he exactly. has to be that. I think he's going to take on that role. That's not who he is, but that's who he knows he has to be because he has to be hope on, like, two sides of that. Yeah. So, And I think that's a cool thing because that's, that's different than anything we've ever gotten. Yep. They're doing something different with Batman. I think that's something they had to do here to make this stand out as much as it does. You know, crazy villains aside, this feels more like the Batman animated series Batman mm-hmm. than anything that we've seen on screen before. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Um, but, you know, who knows where that'll go. Like, True. I have serious concerns of that. I think that those try to jam the Joker down our throats. That's my big thing. Well, so here's the thing. I don't think we get it next movie. It'll definitely happen when inevitably they make the trilogy. Because they have to, because they can never not. You love trilogies, right, Grayson? I do love. I love. I mean, as long as there's story to tell, yes. yes. But I mean, I guess the thing is, and they, they can open the door. Because listen, we we have recurring characters that are still in the yeah. periphery, like the the penguin and stuff like that, which I think is a very smart play. 
Now we know that he's out there and he's not necessarily the worst guy in the world. He's, he's still a bad guy, um, but he's smart enough to know what he can and can't do to survive. Um, I don't know which big bad they go to after this because I don't think it'll be the Joker and I, it, the Penguin's too easy. Well, so so they won't do the Penguin, and it's because they have the series for the Penguin coming out. Which, after seeing this, are you guys more excited than before, or less excited to see that Penguin series? It depends. I I'm I, I, I just have I a theory. Judgment until I watch that. I one. have a theory about the Penguin. As at least watching after watching this movie, I don't think the Penguin's going to be a villain at all. I think he's gonna. I think Bruce is going to come to him several times for help. Well, well, he has that series coming out, you know. So like that, this, that, this something. penguin does. Yes, yeah. Colin Farrell is his penguin. Oh, interesting. Okay, I didn't know. It was yeah, Colin the, the, the HBO series. It's an HBO Max thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like after seeing this, I was I was lukewarm on it. After seeing this, after seeing Colin Farrell fucking kill it as a penguin, I'm excited to see that now and what they what they're actually going to do with it. Well, see, my point is obviously they're making him more important than just a than just a, a villain for for one more movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then um. Which I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's not Danny DeVito. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. Maybe next time. <laughs> That's right. Maybe next time. I, I would love, and I don't want to be a dork for a second, I would love for them some way to do a really good version of Mr. Freeze. Yeah. I think that would be incredible. That's, That's a hard one to pull off in the grittier Batman is set more in, you know, without the crazy sci-fi side of it. Yeah. But man, that's a hell of a villain because that dude's not entirely bad either. No, he's got a lot of reasons why he's, he's got yeah, things. he's got reasons for doing what he's doing. But that's also something we haven't seen on screen except for the weird Arnold Schwarzenegger version of it. Mm-hmm. So that would be cool. So the Batman villain I want to see the most. Chill out. <laughs> I want to see a really good version of Scarecrow. We've seen that. Okay, we've seen, we've seen that. Seen that, that no, 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 we did, no, we didn't get a good version. Of we Scarecrow. definitely got we a great a version of Scarecrow. I disagree with you one hundred percent. I want, I want the more sinister, the in your face evil version of Scarecrow. But, but okay, but I mean, how many Batman's got hundreds of villains to pull from? Oh yeah, he does. Well, but a lot of them that you can't really bring into a real screen yeah. thing. Yeah, because like, listen, one of his greatest villains of all time is Clayface, who was just basically yeah. a dude made of like. Weird clay that can mold himself in anything. Basically, Sandman from from Spider Man. Yeah, version. Well, yeah. But here's the thing: you that would be really, really hard to pull off and make it like believable. In this universe, yeah. Well, so, so I don't want to see the Joker again. Well, that, I, so that, that's that's my counterpoint to Chris's thing. Where yes, I understand what you mean with the Scarecrow, but we did see that legitimately three movies ago. Yeah, but we're gonna see the Joker again. We know it. Well, if. Let's do weighted villains for a minute. I, I understand <laughs> that. Well, I'm just saying they can they they they're willing to do it because they're going to bring the Joker in. Well, or they don't. Well, well I think that would be the greatest <laughs> fake out in the history of the world. Hold if they on, hold, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you a question. Do we know for sure, like 100 yes. percent, no doubt, or is there yes. a little bit of doubt? No, that, is, the, that is the Joker. The dude never says his name. That is the he. Everybody looks at you like you're a clown. It's the Joker. Well, it's but 100% I mean, also the Joker. Roger could be right. It could be a great fake out, though. It's the Joker. I don't, oh, no, know, no, why, I don't, not, I don't well, know why you do that. That's the thing. It's like, why would you do the Joker again? Well, that okay. So maybe the fake out would be the better way. The real villain that they should focus on, legitimately, because the pieces are laid in this. They should do Hush, and that would be awesome. I have no, yeah. I have no idea. That's who what no one knows about, though. But that's what makes it perfect. Hold on, no, hold on, hold, hold on. Before Batman Begins, no one knew about Ra's Al Ghul either. No, no, no. Ra's Al Ghul is a legendary Batman thing. Mm. 
But Hush, dude, listen, they lay the groundwork for Hush with the report of this missing. Dude, it fits. With the yeah. Arkham story, it fits. That would be incredible. Yeah, but you could, you could say they could do Leprechaun too then, though. That point. Now, see, now, <laughs> now, now you're starting to get into the, the villains that like I don't want to see because they're going to be stupid. So, so, and the only reason why I know they're not going to do Hush, although that is, that's probably the... A hell of an idea, That's the right? second smartest thing you said on the show. <laughs> but, um... The reason why they won't is because they need their villain to be as much of a draw as the hero is, like box office. Hold, hold on, especially in a Batman. You fake him out with the Penguin. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. or the Joker. Yeah, he becomes the tertiary person who becomes like the real big bad. Yeah, I mean, you could do it, but they're not that smart. DC's too scared to do it. Hold on, okay. So I I wanted to talk about this, and we are getting a little bit long. We are, yeah. I do want to. I do want to say one last thing about this, right? So, knowing that this is part of their DC universe now, how do we feel about it? Wait, no, okay. I was, that's one question I had for you. Do we know that this is part of yes. an extended – is this a jumping-off point? Because they still showed Ben Affleck's Batman in that thing. You know why they did that? Because we're going to get the Flashpoint thing. Ah, all right, all right. Yeah. Remember, they are going to hit a reset button. Yeah. They're going to do it. I don't – I am a thousand percent on board with my theory at this point. I, I'm well, back I don't know why you would. You I don't committed. know why you would make a. I don't. I thought it was weird that they didn't somehow link the Joker movie to well the MCU. Or sorry, I have an idea about that too because we didn't see who's in that box. We know who's there. It's not Joaquin Phoenix though. Not yet. Okay, I mean that's fair. You understand what I mean? Yeah, well, first, well, okay. First of all, I mean, uh, I don't. I, I think you guys are wrong about being a hundred percent sure. I think there's a. I, I mean, the most. I've never been more right about anything. As that, I'm telling you, I that would have been the. To me, that would have been like the one the, thing Matt Reeves you cannot do the Joker. Matt Reeves, you cannot. Well, well no, like I said, I, I I'm okay with it being a fake out. Like we just know that he's in a box in Arkham somewhere, and he stays there for three movies. But or the last thing we, see, or the last thing we see at the end of the trilogy is Arkham's on fire and he's gone. Or, or I mean, we, we're not. For, the, the Riddler's not dead. The Riddler's not right. gone. I know. So I mean, this the, the Riddler could be this trilogy's Joker and should be, because it, I mean, with 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 respect to Heath Ledger, well, you don't you don't have to have trilogy villains though. No, you don't. You can, have, you can have reoccurring characters. But I mean, the Joker was supposed to come back in The Dark Knight Rises. I mean, that's one of the yeah, and he didn't make it, uh, of course. But I mean, I, <laughs> point is, fucked up. Point is, the Riddler is Paul Dano's Riddler was pretty menacing. It was okay. Yeah. All right. Do we need anything else to talk about with this movie? Well, let's talk about the Batmobile for a second. It was awesome because that's like you know that's a staple in Batman films. Is how do we comp- how do we compare it to let's say the '89 version, better or worse, cooler or less cool? I should say. <sighs> totally different. Yeah, I was gonna say it's 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 not your it's not your okay. Well, that's again. This is this bat this Batmobile is very comparable to the Nolan one, the 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 Tumbler, very comparable. Wait, no, 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 no. The, the tumbler was high tech, rolly, roll around. This is like I stuck a 16, a 16 valve engine in the back. Yeah, of this, this is like I got a jet engine on the back, uh, the back of this Camaro. Dog. <laughs> like a 1987 Camaro. Yeah. This I, got is a, I got a jet engine on a Pontiac. This is an IROC Z8 that I tricked out. <laughs> Let's go. I got a, I, I got a powerful motor on a, on a Pontiac Fiera. Let's go to the moon. <laughs> This is, you know, I'm drinking Nos in the front seat of this thing. You know what I mean? Like that's no, it's not, it's not comparable. I but... do love when he flies through the fire, and then like they show the internal shot, and he just laughs to himself, like, 
<laughs> he's like i fucking knew it i fucking knew it. i rule <laughs> yes I well okay well that's one thing i did want to talk about is some of the camera work during that chase scene with um with batman chasing uh penguin that was i that was some of my favorite camera work in the whole movie it was good shit mm-hmm. yeah where he's like i got you i got you and then you see the batmobile just fly through the yeah. <laughs> oh man it's ah geez there's so much this movie to like and there's so much great imagery too, because they, they do a ton of like scenes take place on the on the rooftop yep. at like dusk. Like there's so much. There's great so many imagery. dusk and dawn shots, and I, and I I loved every one of them. They I were think good. Batman takes place over 46 days. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris, you seem to be the guy who has the most to say on some of the stuff. So what what else did you want to talk about? To be honest, I think we hit everything. Oh, well, um, who played uh Fal- uh, Falco, oh, John, John Toro. Toro. He, did. he was awesome, wasn't he? He was just a. I've, I've never seen him in a role that wasn't slightly comedic. So like seeing him here as just like a bad dude, like a bad mob guy, that was awesome. Yep. I thought he did. But you didn't like him in Big Lebowski where he licks the bowling ball. Stop. But, <laughs> stop. Stop. <laughs> um, thought, that you know what that scene is to me with the whole bring him into the light. I, I won't say what what happens, but that to me is exactly like the um. The first scene in The Dark Knight I hate was when he pulls out with the school bus perfectly in line. The other school oh, buses, yeah, yeah, yeah. like bringing around the light. I mean, come on, that's it's just it's it's so it's 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 unreal because you could never have orchestrated that. Never. I get you. That's why I, I mean, just you gotta you gotta you gotta suspend a lot of disbelief sometimes. But these, it, they, it is what it is. Well, it's it's very weird because these big budget Batman movies they they love to ground in real universe, gritty, real Gotham, but they like to also be, I mean, superficial and how like, come on, that would never have worked in that situation. Your villain took a chance and it was like the biggest, what if this, you know, this, this has to go perfectly right thing. And it pulled and it paid off. Your, your heroes in these movies do that all the time. Like, you know, what are our chances? One in a million. I like those odds. Yeah. I like the, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, your villains can do the same thing. I think that's okay. You know, just, you know, because sometimes you do have to have convenience to push a story the way you like you need it to in your in your very short, tight three hour runtime. You know, sometimes things just have to go the right direction in your short think, in your short, tight three hour runtime. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing that I we haven't talk, talked about that I really that I kind of wanted to hear was the I like the eye makeup that they did for Batman. And I like the three ways he comes to the club. Right. So then this is two different pieces. The eye makeup thing is cool because it's actually like, it's like he, he does that. It would help you see. He does that because. It would though. That's why, yeah, that's why yeah. guys ride black for real. <laughs> yeah. It, I understand that. Yeah. Sorry. It's just one of those things where like, like it's, it's a detail that you don't get out of any other Batman movie. Cause like they don't, they don't do that or think of it for some reason. And then I like the three ways he comes to the club. You know, he shows up once as Batman. You're going to let me into this thing. He fights his way in. He shows up as Bruce Wayne. And they're like, you know, oh, God. They shut the door. He's like, holy shit, that is Bruce yeah. Wayne. <laughs> Come on in, man. And then the last time, he's just, he just he just sneaks in. He's just like, I'm not dealing with these two again. Are, there, are the twins? I like this. Are yeah. the twins, imp- like, are they someone in Batman lore? I don't think so. I, I've, I've, I haven't paid attention. It's a little deeper than that. what I got in the yeah. tank. But it, it's just, I appreciated, like, like him going back there because there's then there's three different events that pull him there it's not he's not going there for the same thing and then each time he's in a different state of mind anyway i thought that was a that was a cool little neat touch that they actually like put in there you know i think we could spend just a few minutes if we could gentlemen maybe five or ten on 
some of the sequences in this movie and some of the things I thought were great outside the car chase was um that one thing we've seen in the trailer with Batman walking down the hall, but he's like in the, in, dark. in the dark and all you see is the illuminated bullets, like the gunshots, like, man, that is just, that's a cool scene. That's just, IMAX that have been cool. That just dug into my, just my primal guy brain of like, awesome. Like, I mean, it's just awesome to see that. And especially yeah. with like, I mean, the choreography in that, do you have any idea how difficult that choreography would to get right every time, you know, Jesus. It's just very impressive. I'm saying, I mean, that, that was one of my favorite sequences too, is that his fighting his way through the, the club. But like one of the, 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 the hallway was awesome. It was just great. Yeah. There are so many good sequences in this movie. I'm telling you, it's just there are. Matt Reeves made something very special here. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's a 10 out of 10, but I mean, it's definitely not, but otherwise it's, it, it's very, it's a very well-made movie. That's a good lead into let's go to scores. Let's figure it out. You want to go first, Grayson? I'll go first. So I'm going to be the guy because, Chris, you and Roger seem to have I, – I just never got in the comics. I don't know the lore, but I love the Nolan trilogy. I, I love you know the the, the old the, – the first Keaton movie. Um, I love the Batman cartoons uh, growing up. Uh, uh, Batman animated series is incredible. Yeah, ba- that's what I'm saying. Is that I used to watch that like like all the time. Give me more of that now. Reboot it. Put it on <laughs> HBO Max. Um, I, I'm very excited that in this movie we got Arkham. Like we we've seen the inside of Arkham in a possible story point for later, which I'm I'm, I'm a huge fan of the of the three, of the of what the three or the four Batman games, the Arkham Asylum, four. Arkham City Origins, and Arkham Knight. Newark Ham. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. <laughs> those Arkham, are actually Newark Ham. Those are really, <laughs> those are really good, really moody, really kind of like this movie. It's almost uh, like Rock yeah, City make Doom. me a story where we get the Arkham Knight. Yeah, oh, awesome geez. too. Yeah, <laughs> go down that path. Please, to me this is to, to to me this is the very definition of a seven. Ooh, it's uh, I I think it shows incredible promise. I think they did a lot of things right, some things wrong, but I also think it was about fifteen to twenty minutes too long. But man, there's there's a good solid Batman movie here, and that's important because it's. I mean, our motto is on the show. I just hope it doesn't suck. But for so long, the DC movies, that was our bar. Sometimes they suck. Yeah. <laughs> all, all, it, all it has to do is not be an F, and, and it's and it's a win. But the, I, I was rooting against this movie, I'll be honest. I was rooting against it because I didn't want it to be good. But I was pleasantly surprised of how much I, I enjoyed it. Hmm. All right, you or me? You go ahead. All right. So I think Batman is awesome. Like, I loved it. Yeah, it's probably longer than needs to be. That is is what it is. Debatable. I'm sure there's another cut out there that adds 45 more oh, minutes. God. Well, here's the thing. After watching what we watch, if there was a director's cut that I knew it was like three and a half, you know, 345, I'd probably watch it. Yeah. And I'm serious. I would just take a break yeah. so I could watch it at home. But everything they did here works for me. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the better movies we've seen in a while, um, especially when it comes to superhero stuff. Um, this is not the, you know, we're going to do special effects and shake the earth sort of thing, you know, like the Eternals and stuff like that. This is a dark, gritty detective Batman. I think it's awesome. Um, I loved it. I think Pattinson killed it. Like, I will never doubt him that he can't do anything that he wants to do. Um, in that capacity, I think this movie's like an eight. Um, okay, and I will happily okay. watch it again when it comes out. Um, I will not watch it again in the theater. It's just too long. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I'm very excited to see it again. Okay. So echoing a lot of what you both said on the positive sides, this movie, I, I was, it is a three hour movie, but I didn't, I wasn't waiting for the movie to end. I wasn't, I wasn't happy that the movie song over. I was entertained the whole time watching this. I love this version of Batman that Patterson uh, gets to do. I think this is really cool. It's, it, it feels very much possible at this point for this to just be a dude that's out there with the way that he, that he does this. And the other characters, all the supporting characters kill it in this movie. Every one of them do a great job. I have no complaints about any cast, any direction, anything that they did. The cinematography is awesome. There are some beautiful shots. The sound is great. And I didn't even see this in, in a fancy theater. I saw this in a just a humdrum marquee shot. You know what I mean? This movie's good and entertaining. I had the same feeling after watching this that I did after watching Logan. This was a just a good movie that happened to have Batman in it. This is a solid movie on its own standings and pillars. You could have had the same villain, just with a different name, and a detective movie. And this would have been a good movie, all on its own. This movie is a nine for me. Good for you, Chris. I, I, was, I, I was hoping you were going to go nine. I was hoping. I, I like this one a lot. And, you know, coming from, you know... All the other Bat movies we've seen, there's only a couple, you know, that even, you know, I think can even stand toe to toe with this one. And it's just, it's just a great time. It's fantastic. I cannot wait to watch this again. You know, one of the things that stands out to me is I just keep coming back to you. I cannot believe how good Pattinson is as Batman. He yeah. killed it, man. Like I never would have, Chris. So the answer to your question is yes, he's now going to be Batman instead of the Twilight guy. Yeah. No, I think so. If, I mean, uh, if this movie would have been mediocre and just like a slog fest then that would have been a whole lot worse. For, yeah. Oh, but, God, yeah. See, this is going to take Pattinson in a different direction than Twilight ever took him. This is – now he's going to start – I mean, I remember reading an art, reading an interview with Matt Damon. After he did the first Bourne film, that's when he said his roles he, – he stopped getting rom-com roles and those roles, and he started getting father roles and, you know, roles with characters revolving around revenge. Is that this is where it's turned for Pattinson as Batman? He's going to get much better, grown up, more adult roles now. I hope so. Well, it's like because like he's been good in other things, right? You know what I mean. He's been good in things since Twilight. Of this course, is just, this is just the big movie he was now good in, which I think is great for him. You know what? I didn't do any research, and I should have. Who he beat out for this role? Like who else could have been Batman? Oh, Kristen Stewart. <laughs> Kristen Stewart could have been Batman. Um. No, come on. But I mean, I'd be interested to know. So yeah. I'm, I'm very happy that we all, I mean, it was on the other side of the five. I was, you know. Yeah. Because there there are some, I've talked to one of my friends who's like, I just got to give this a three. I'm like, how can you give this movie a three? What? Is, is it the same guy that likes licorice? No, cheese? no, no. That's, that's a whole different, that's a whole different a-hole. A, a he's a, he's a, he's a <laughs> He's a, he's a different kind of work. Look, look, Real Licorice Pizza is a good movie, but it's not best movie in the past 15 years good. So. It's not best movie I watched last week. No. Christ. <laughs> All right. This has been episode 269A. Nice. Thank, thank you. Of Ford Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service. You have a choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. But most importantly, thank you very much for listening. Please check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I'm at Rod Stillian. I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. We're always posting things there. Send us an email to For the Love of Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're going to be taking a look at Pixar's Turning Red and the Apple film Coda. 
that is up for tons of awards. What episode was this? 269, Chris. Nice. nice.